understand how some people don't know how to drive though you feel me that's a different story i feel that yeah but some people just don't be focusing i didn't have to drive to know how to drive I just do? got in that bit and started driving <laughs> at 11 years old. Common sense, yep. Damn, son. 11. Damn, Damn son. nigga. What were you? Where the fuck were you driving my at 11 years old? Bro, my brother was wild. They took the car. They was like, you trying to drive, bro? You ain't trying to drive. Niggas. Take the wheel, my nigga. Niggas. That's ridiculous. Yeah. To, the, <laughs> to the K. I ain't even know that. To the yeah, K. Yeah, nigga going to the circle, K. Yeah, like to the K. I to feel you though, know, but Circuit my City. Circuit City on Good Homes. I remember Circuit City, bro. My nigga used to work there, you feel me? Damn, RIP Circuit City. My little yeah, cousin like that. Circuit City. My little Fuck cousin like that. This little nigga be smoking and shit. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Driving. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, Yo. Got hella money on this. For real? He's like, yeah, bro. I smoke like seven bucks a day. God damn, oh, he smokes that much. Yeah. Only got time for that. Just get out of school and just start smoking dope. We're so happy that you're downloading. Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show motherfucking number 239. Oof, out in this bitch, if you didn't know. I did not have my morning tea, so my voice is not as silky smooth as it usually is. My apologies if I'm offending you for such purposes, radio listening etiquette, but (laughs) trying to... Trying to fuck it up for y'all out here. I, I probably equally sound Sunday. like trash as well. <laughs> I was gonna say you apparently had a much, much more rambunctious night than myself. Last so. night was mad real. I feel mad that. Real. <laughs> you, that was how the that was how the start of my week was yeah. for the start of the new year. So I had to take a few days off for yeah. that solely but because I died. Shouts to my girl. She does like the real sweet like mom wake up shit. She's just like, okay, whenever you're ready, like <laughs> she just gives me like the agenda real fast of like what's going to happen and like what needs to get done. I was going to say cuz you have a hell of an agenda today too. <laughs> so just she gives those really like nice wake up and then she comes back. Sometimes she comes back with like the get up. Nigga, but get mostly your it's like the rub your back, make sure you're okay. Like, okay, you know, you have to be at work in like five minutes. I feel that. I'm like, so I'm glad I'm up. You know what I'm saying? It was a real easy wake up this morning. It feels good to be back. I have so much energy. Yes, so yes. I'm just really happy to be back in Orlando. People at home, that mysterious voice that you hear talking in your other speaker right now, we've got first time in the trap house. We got man, the myth, the legend. We got D2 in this bitch. 200 records a day, D2. What's good, everybody? Yeah, Ozone. Yeah, yeah, Steezy. Yeah, so yeah, good yeah. to... Sit down with you, brother. This worked out really well, too. This worked out so well. Because we had originally talked about potentially doing this because you said you were going to be in town. Yes. And I was like, fuck, I'm booked up. Yes. Hopefully we can make something work, if not. And I wasn't looking like something was going to work. Yeah, yeah. And then this week I had two just random last-minute cancellations on the show. And I was like, fuck it, you know, like I'm, I'm putting out the open call right now. Totally. I follow you heavy too on Instagram, so I saw that it's crazy. Social media linked us together. Yep, yep. Um, and I, I follow you. Been been following you heavy since the market event in New York, and so I saw that, and I was following your social media. I was following your social media and seeing that you had some some availability, and I was like, "Yo, 
DM'd you immediately, and now we're sitting let's here and it. got numbers, so I'm good to be linked in with you. Yes, yes, let's get it. Exactly. He told me to eat the microphone, y'all. He said literally yes. to the face. So Put that thing that. in your mouth, it buddy. Good. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Please feel free to shout out your social medias where people can find content, yeah. all of those things. Get it now. Let's Go. do it. Instagram, 200 records a day if you want to see me chop up beats, rap live, pictures of my dog. Yes. That's where you can find me on Instagram, on Tumblr. It's also 200RecordsAday.com. I do some blogging over there. Okay, see, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I was yeah. I feel like the only nigga that missed out on Tumblr. Like, I not used Tumblr ever in my life. I don't really have a cool Tumblr. So, like, honestly, like, my social media is all a copy of Instagram. I do okay. everything from Instagram. So everything is 200 recs a day. And then from Instagram, I just select to Facebook, to Tumblr, to Twitter, and I don't get on any of those things. Gotcha. Like, I'm never on Twitter. I'm never on Facebook. I'm never on my Tumblr. True that. So my Tumblr just looks like my Instagram in, like, some kind of blog format. But what I do want to do, like, a vlog or a blog, so that's why you see me with the camera, like, running around. So I'm trying to figure out what content I want to do to make a cool blog. But, like, Tumblr's just, like, here's more stuff from Instagram. Because Instagram's so easy to, like, copy everything to that. You I know what I'm saying? That. It just has the tab right there that says, send this to there. Like, done. I don't even have to go get on. I don't have to see, like, shit on Facebook I don't want to see. Um, so 200 Recs a Day on Instagram and then 200RecsAday.com is where you can get all of your, like, music and stuff. And that's my website that I designed about a year ago. Um, so we've been going strong. There's about 400 people who have visited the site. Yeah. Um, I got two EPs up on there yeah. plus all the old stuff. So go there for music. And then Facebook, um, the fan site's still popping at DII Music. So you can go there. That's my fan site, Facebook. We would love to have more likes on there. Do all that. And then new 200. Um, and then, like I said, the 200 Twitter is also um, popping on there. All Instagram. You can see everything. If you miss it on Instagram, you can literally see it copied over those websites on the Internet. So Most definitely. You can follow the show, subscribe, download for free, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, off of our website directly. Any of those services, you can subscribe to the show. Always free. We putting this shit out for the people. For the streets. Let's do it. Yes, indeed. Social media, you can follow us. Twitter at Steezy Trap House. Instagram at STH Show. Facebook page, go ahead and like that shit. Join our Facebook group. It is called STH Show as well. If you want to support us, feel free to use our Amazon link. You can find that on our website. Bookmark it in your browser. Anytime you buy anything off Amazon, they kick us back some money out of your purchase and it doesn't cost you anything extra it's your you're just your regular purchase and they give us money it's pretty fucking win-win for both of us i'm not gonna lie go ahead and do that you're gonna buy some shit on amazon anyways bookmark it in your browser click on it next time you want to go to amazon and buy your fucking soap or whatever <laughs> or i don't know Let's get it command strips because i need some command strips because my uh, curtains just fell down in my living room and i feel like a fucking scrub out here with no curtains no curtain rod no curtains <laughs> yo I'm, I'm a 28 year old man with no curtains people at home this is a sad sad existence i'm living get it together. someone out there use the amazon link buy me a new curtain rod and some command strips that actually stay Please. Get and this man some curtains. Thank you. Yes, indeed. I deserve them. Anyways, uh, you can also find a t-shirt if you'd like. If you want to rep the trap house or get yourself a hoodie on our represent store. It's represent.com slash store slash STH show, I believe. Pretty sure that's what it is. And last but not least, you can hit us up with an email if you'd like. Steezy's trap house at gmail 
com. If you have any questions for the show, if you want to record a question on your phone and email that over, that is also an option. I highly recommend that option because then you can hear yourself on the show and we can play these things and we can make fun of whatever you said or applaud whatever you said. You know, it just depends on whatever content you give me. If you say something stupid, I'm going to make fun of it. It is what it is. That's how these things work. So, yeah, send it. Steezytraphouse at gmail.com if you would like to be heard on the show, or if you want a free sticker, send me your address, DM me your address, whatever, however you can get in contact with me and give me your address. I will mail you one free sticker. I plan on walking out of here with two stickers, at least. Oh, you'll walk, you're, you'll walk okay. out with a couple. My laptop's already covered with the Steezy Trap House sticker. Hey, so I appreciate you're that. You're on the top layer. So I appreciate I that. I plan on getting some That's more what's good. That's what's good. I'm here. My goal is to get my sticker on every fucking DJ's laptop. That's what. That's Let's all I want. Do it. That's all I want in, my, in it's life. A pretty good goal. Or at least somewhere in their repertoire. You know. I wish I had stickers shit. on me. I have some 200 Rex a day stickers. I will like try to get them to you as soon as I can, or next time mail them to you. Please. I do have some. Um, those are going up on the website as well too, and I'm gonna start sending out sticker packs. Please, so yes, gonna, we're gonna get some more of those made. So. I'm always, I'm a big sticker person, as you can I see. I can see I, that. Yeah, I have yeah. like, I have so many stickers just sitting around. Your here sticker collection smashes on like, my entire. I have yeah, all these stickers over here, just sitting here. Yeah, that's crazy. More stickers right here. Your um, sticker collection's crazy. Wait, hold on. I even have, I have like two big bags right here. One second. That's one of the things I'm afraid of getting a new laptop or anything, I'm like, I got to take these stickers off. That's the problem I have as well. I'm so nervous um, about that. I hate that. I hate that feeling. I hate thinking about it. I got like all this, God all dang. these stickers, all these stickers, all these stickers. <laughs> I got all these stickers. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, I have a good amount of stickers. That's crazy. That is for sure. I just have too many to put them on shit. Like yeah. I don't, I run out of shit to put them on. I feel like as soon as I put them on something else that I use a lot, it's going to go out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. fuck it up or something. What am I putting my stickers on? So I have a layer on on my laptop that is like the people who I really mess with and that's my favorite stickers. And uh, then I have like a box where my microphone goes in. There's some stickers on that. Um, I have uh, where I put my keyboard i have some stickers on the bot base of that mm -hmm. i'm running out of places too i don't know where else to put it my laptop i'm not trying to cover any of the stickers up so i have a dilemma that's i get a new sticker i'm exactly. like ah, i'm not sure like what and i just say fuck it and put See, it somewhere i'd really like to i don't own this place sadly right. yeah don't you can't if, tag it up exactly like if i did i would just tag up the fucking doors i would just full on the entire door of the Trap House studio, at least, just covered yeah. in stickers. You know, your aesthetic is pretty nice, though. I sticker, might... sticker wise, you're doing a good job. Honestly, like, I'm, I like I'm... the decks. I like all the decks hanging up. Thank like, you. I appreciate really that. I might still just do it with the with the door. Honestly, whenever I leave, just buy a new fucking door because I don't hey. even. And then take that door with me because, honestly, sure. at this point, I'm just like we did that it, once. Man. We had a table that. Um, down in my house in Lakeview, where everybody would come through and sign the table. Yes, and we just wrote like. Dumb shit, just real dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, I can curse, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. We just wrote really dumb shit on See, the table. That's that's what I love. I love those things. We had a wall. My friend at back in high school, he had an apartment. He was the one cool kid that yeah. His parents paid for an apartment for him to live in, yeah. and all of us got to hang out there and, and just get, do whatever. Do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shouts to all the friends' house like that. <laughs> you we've like over the years that you just. Trashed. Oh yeah, just completely went the fuck in. On. Sorry, mom and dad. Yep. My house was never that house. 
Steezy already told me not to incriminate myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say my house was never that house. Ne- never. Ever. We never no. had any crazy not wild it shit going on. Uh-uh, not once. Uh-uh. But yeah, we had a wall in a closet that everybody would smoke in all the way in the back of his apartment. And yeah. that wall was just covered with like drawings and stupid things Dude. that people thought while they were high. I don't like, think I've ever drawn on my my mom's walls. I'm trying to think. I've definitely broke windows. I've definitely knocked a door down. Well, see, the weird thing about this apartment specifically was because it was an actual like apartment separate from yeah. his house. Like he actually lived in a different place okay. than his parents. Okay. Because he was punished, so to say. Yeah, it, it, they they had some money. They definitely had some money. But basically, it was the apartment was like a little loft in the warehouse yeah. of the business that his dad owned. Okay. So he would be chilling there in the apartment just getting fucked up while all these people are just like working in this warehouse downstairs. It was a... It was a crazy time, man. Shouts to that place. Yeah, for real. For real. All the things we learned in those places. Yo. By ourselves and so, others. <laughs> yo, some, uh, some maturity. Yes, sir. Some maturity issues there, that's for yes, sure. Yes, sir. So, my friend, where are you from originally, my dad? I'm ask? from, um, I was born in New York. I lived in uh, Harlem for like eight years. Born then, in Harlem? Yeah, well, we were born in Manhattan, and I was born in Beth Israel Hospital in Manhattan. We lived in Harlem for about eight years. I think Word. I lived in like two apartments in like New York. And then all my family is like from that area. So like my grandma still lives there. And then we moved to Fredericksburg, Virginia is where I like grew up. Gotcha. Met girl, like went to elementary, like the rest of elementary, rest of middle, high school, and then some. Gotcha. The crazy shit. So that's Stafford, Virginia actually is the county that I'm from. I feel that. Small ass place. Virginia is where where your heart is? Yeah. um, I love Virginia. Like I love hate relationship. You know what I'm I saying? feel like I hear that a lot from like, people I'm from glad Virginia. I got out. Like, I feel that. that I'm glad like I'm not there. What is it? What is it about Virginia though that you that makes it? It's honestly so nothing, easy to love to hate. Be honest with you, it's the furthest north that I want to live. Okay, I feel that. But I really was like ruined by Florida, which is like my second home. So like Orlando is like really like only place I ever really want to be at. It's weird. It's so weird. I tell people that all the time, and like when I tell people like where I'm from, they're like. Well, you're from Virginia. What's the Orlando thing? I'm like, oh, I would live there for like six years. It's the greatest place on earth. Hey. People are like, what the fuck? They're like, what about Fredericksburg? I'm like, oh, it's great. It's cool. <laughs> it's You know what I'm saying? It's where I grew up. It's where I was like, as soon as I can get out of this place, I'm out. I feel that. And when I go back, I'm like, I'm out. I feel that. I go to my mom's house. Like, my mom's still there. So I'm like, mom, stop in real quick. Thanksgiving, the holidays, see her. You Boom, know make saying? the appearances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. and out. In and out. <laughs> In and out. I mean, when you when, when when it's a place like that where you've grown up, and by no means is it like this hard, like crazy place. It's literally like the sticks, like yeah. Civil War reenactment, Spotsylvania County, just nowhere. But living in a place like that, like things that happen along the way, and you find yourself in like some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And then it's kind of like in that town, being the way that I look. And that's just being a black man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The trouble kind of like follows you. You you know what I'm saying? Not even on like looking for it. Like just like, damn, like black Stafford County has definitely been like pulled over in this town for nothing. Been pulled over for doing something. Damn. Been in trouble. Got, you know what I'm saying? But also was like went to high school with all my friends, like had those experiences, like crazy things, partying with friends, like playing sports in the town. Like people know me in that town. Mm. People know my family in that town. And so like just with all that and like 
relationships that I had in that town. When I could get out of there, I was like, I'm good to escape that. Because once that. I left all of that, even like the fact of like getting in trouble in a place like that, like once I came here, once I left that like place, I didn't get in any of that trouble anymore. I got you. I felt like that was for me personally, like one of the things, like all that combined, like all the history, everything, even maybe family stuff. It's like I need to like be on my own. And once I got to that space, which was Orlando, I was like, oh, I'm I'm really, really good here. I'm straight. Sounds like you were a busy kid, though, growing up. You just said you were playing sports and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What kind of sports were you playing? So I just played lacrosse for four years. Um, you think of lacrosse? I'm a lacrosse player. I played <laughs> yeah. lacrosse for actually six years. Okay. Um, and I ran the, track in middle school. Were you the only lacrosse nigga on the team? Dude, though? I was the only black kid on the team. <laughs> okay, so that gives enough. you context to, like, where I live. Yes. So in real talk, good kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, really good kids. My parents want me to do, like, X, Y, and Z, do this. It's just sometimes I was doing, like, the other thing. But shouts to sports. And shouts to, like, having good parents who were like, yo, just do what you're supposed to do. Like, go to school, get your good grades. Yeah. Like, we live in this town. We have a nice house. Like, I had the same shit growing up, man. Yeah. I totally understand. Like, had real strict, like, parents. Didn't let me wow. Yep. So, I don't think I was, like, even, like, cool until, like, my junior year of high school. Like, for real. I was just, like, kind of, like, <laughs> probably, like, not a square, but, like. Dude, your dad will kick your ass if you do anything that you see all the other kids yeah. doing. Oh, yeah. So, um... I tried to like stay within the lines, but we're getting trouble for dumb shit. Like I'm just dumb. Saying that, so, <laughs> since you just said that, would you? Did you have the parents to the degree that I did? That I had Puerto Rican parents that would yeah. actually come to school and kick my ass in front oh, yeah. of my kids, no, or in like, front of my friends. It I was mean. known like, don't fuck up. Yep, don't fair. fuck up. Not yeah. my mom. Like you don't want to see my mom wilding, but definitely Yo. like I guess like my mom. Like don't. I'm gonna tell your dad, and you don't want that. Like I remember one time I cursed out a bus driver. They took me back to the school. Oh, damn. You were wild. Then. And I remember, like, just being like, yo, don't call my parents. Oh, shit. Like, take me to jail. Oh, I'm like shit. eight. I was like, yo, just take me to jail. They're like, we're, you're not going to go to jail for this. We're calling your parents. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, you could just take me to jail. <laughs> Please. Anything and but. Of course, my dad, like, picked me up, and it was just like, you, this fucked. So, like, just yeah. dumb, like, just dumb kid. My sister's the smart one. I'm just like, stupid trouble shit. And sometimes, like, stupid trouble shit as you get older turns into, like, more stupid trouble shit and with all that being said like i was just like man once i can get like past all that and it came with like growing up and like maturing over the time i spent like from 10 to like 22 in in virginia word you know what i'm saying i spent like a good span of my life in there and then and all I, that time was doing stupid shit mostly okay see i can I, i'm relating a lot because <laughs> I had, mostly if i, I my, a, if i can recount mostly i had a large period of doing really really stupid shit till like 21 22 years old and that was just all but i feel like because i did such stupid shit right. and i learned so fucking hard yeah like you know, it it made me almost grow up and mature that yep. much faster. I feel like just, I'm not I'm not saying people at home that I'm mature at all. No, whatsoever. no, no, never, not never at all. Growing up, I'm just saying from certain life aspects, I know that life is real as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's by all. the way, disclaimer: stupid shit back when I was growing up versus stupid shit now is like a different definition. Yeah, it definitely is. It's like, dude, like once I said again, I was a square, just like within my square. I'm like you can't just stay within the square like you why like why like why are you why are you why are you going to school being why are you going like oh school's boring like why are you why like the adhd was like crazy 
I feel that. And my parents even like squabble over like, no, he's just bad. Like, no, he hasn't. No, he's just. It's like, I'm just trying to figure out how to fit in this square. You know what I'm saying? And have some kind of personality and be Mm -hmm. myself without getting in trouble because that sucks. But other than that, I mean, like growing up in Stafford was way better than growing up in like New York at the time. Like growing up in Harlem, like we lived in like a one, like two bedroom apartment in Harlem. And when we moved to Stafford, we lived in like a four bedroom house and shit. Oh, so yeah, our life, that. our and like our life was definitely better. Most definitely than what we would have ever had. I don't know if I would have had the same life experiences in New York, growing up in New York, versus growing up in Virginia. So that's the other flip side of it. I learned so much from being there. The experiences that come from, like I said, being the one of the only black families in a place like that, trying to figure out from the north to the south all of the changes that you're going to be like faced with. You're thinking about not, we're not talking about way back in the day, but you're still thinking about a time when things like being the only black family exists. Yeah. You know, like even that concept of like, we're the only black family in this town. So your parents explained to you, like I was one of the only few Puerto Rican families in my town. Like in my town, I dated a white girl. Her dad would not shake my hand. Damn. We've got some serious, like serious comparisons, man. If that like, how you doing, sir? Oh yeah, we've got some. Fredericksburg, se- Virginia, stand up, Stafford County, but it's like we've got some serious comparisons, you- <laughs> man. <laughs> Crazy I, shit. I'm, I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Okay. So Pensacola, where I live, how far from here? Well, it's in the very, very tip of the Panhandle. Okay. It is as far west in Florida as you can go, basically. So my house was a 10 minute drive from Alabama state lines. Okay. If that gives you any idea. Okay. Of the territory that I was in. So just growing up in that shit. I yeah. mean, I was basically growing up in Alabama. That's that's what it yeah. is. So I mean, it's it's a completely different world up there. Right. When I moved down to Orlando, I was just at 18 years old. I was like, "Whoa, this is like crazy. This is a completely different world over here. Like, this is still Florida. What the fuck?" Because I I visited Orlando all right. the time, but I hadn't been living here and experiencing it. So growing up in that area with all the exact same shit that you were right. going through with that shit, man. I dated a, a girl in high school that, who, buddy? <laughs> Needless to say, I was I was picking a fight with myself, just like trying to date this girl for some reason. Yeah. Her family was just like all rednecks. Mm. They all were super invested into the community. Yeah. They all had their names on shit in the community. Yeah. Like her grandfather was uh, had one of the high school football stadiums yeah. named after him. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Yeah. Like, it was a it was not a good look yeah. for me. My it's town had that kid. Friday night like kind of light feel you know it's like small town high school you know we all went to the same high school yep. like one or two high schools that's crazy like um i think about like kids who like i don't know what school like dude i went to one middle school one high school. i didn't like have a whole bunch of schools i feel like in new york i did bounce around to, like different public schools because it's like weird it's public school system yeah but like even differences like in new york i took public transportation to school me and my sister like real young in Virginia, we just walked down in like our neighborhood to like a school bus took us to school every day. Like even like differences like that, even being able to just be like, yo, you guys can go outside and do whatever you want here. Would you ever go back and live in New York now? If I had, uh, if would I ever go back to, li- so when I saw you guys, I, I like thought about that. I left Philly that day uh-huh. and uh, I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of Philly. And I came to New York. Philly is where you live now. Yeah, right? Philly is where I'm living at yes. now. And I, I, for the first time as an adult, realized like how massive New York is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, yo. Yeah. And man. I was on like some like I'm out here just I wanted to like experience it and just like kind of like I was filming stuff and just met up with like some people from Florida. And I was like, yo. And I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and I was just like, 
yo, and I grew up there, so I like understood. I knew, I I know what New York is. Like it's the greatest city in the world, and it has that vibe. And to this day, it's still, you know, that according to my grandmother. Like if you talk to my grandmother, New York City, and that's it. Damn. Yeah. So there's a part Damn. of me that has like a little bit like I'm a diehard Yankees fan. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I feel that. So like living there, I don't know. And the reason why I say that because I lived out west in like the Bay, and that like co- like cost of living shit is real. Yes, it is. Like I can't afford to live in New York. Damn, you I were can, in the Bay. I, yeah, I lived in the Bay for Oof. a little bit, but it, the San Francisco New York thing is like Oof. similar. So we were looking for places in San Francisco, and it's like New York. You pay for. A little box. I've heard some ridiculous shit from San Francisco. Crazy it's, shit. It's to the point where people are literally paying for fucking mattresses in a room with like seven to eight other yeah. people. And all these other people, they only have mattresses also. They don't have like an actual bed frame or any of that yeah, shit. Yeah. It's just a mattress on a floor in a room with seven other people. We looked at all those places. And you're paying a shitload Me and my girl looked at all those places. That's crazy, yeah. dog. And my girl, she was like, are we gentrifying this place? I'm like, yo, we're poor and we're like brown but we're like hard-working people and we're still poor in california you're poor yep unless you're rich i feel that but shouts to the bay though like that's not that i i, I don't like that's not a negative shot at that but it just that connection to the two places and cost of living so like would i love to live in new york that would be awesome yep one too cold yes see you already know you already two, know too many people like that's how san francisco you the bay is so know. crowded it's really really crowded philly's crowded too Three, I could not even afford to live in New York. Yep. And I wouldn't want to have space. Yep. There's no space. At least in Philly, I have a little bit of space stuck between a bunch of row homes, but we have a tiny bit of space and we could afford that space. I feel that. It's like the people ask, well, what do you like about Philly? I like I like that. But I love New York. I love that I have family still in New York. I just came back from there for the holidays. You're but close enough that you can visit really yeah, anytime. Yeah, that day y'all too. saw me, I just hopped off a Megabus. 30th That's- Street Station from Philly, Megabus, dirt cheap. How long did that take? two hours damn that's see that's ill right there so it was it's close but i'm glad to be back on the east coast um i just got to get back south or at least back to virginia like that's my fallback plan like if all else fails my mom's like you can always come home i'm like yeah (laughs) after all this podcast i probably won't be able to come back like you said (laughs) fredericksburg we were racist in stafford county (laughs) like i didn't say that i do love living in the south though yeah i mean just because you know one southern hospitality is a real thing yes sir i I love that and two you know it is cheap as fuck in the south yeah i'm about to like buy cigarettes and like bunch of crazy shit that i can't get cheap up north and just like Start bootlegging up north just because, I like, <laughs> I, feel I don't that. know how niggas in Philly and New York smoke like twelve dollars for a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, God damn, nigga, like, how y'all doing this shit? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you go to Virginia, cigarettes are like three dollars. You're like, oh, I should just pff, grab like a carton of this and go back yep. up there and be hustling on the street. My girlfriend would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of music was being played in your house growing up? Might I ask? Um, I'm like, it, it's kind of like a split. Like, my dad's like a jazz, like classical dude. Um. So he was playing that. My mom is like the hip hop kind of. Okay. She's like a hip hop like soul. They listen to like rock in between the middle of them. So All there right. was like some Aerosmith in there, like some weird shit. My dad's like Pat Metheny and like all these jazz people like my favorite jazz musician is pat metheny word um so it's all this crazy jazz and then he was like into like going to like seeing like a harlem's boy choir going to see like oh, some shit. like opera shit so i've been to like the kennedy center and i've been to like these places in new york and seen like performance arts whether it's jazz or like classical so he's into that my mom's like fuji's dmx like heavy d like damn <laughs> slick rick like the first hip-hop record like i really remember is like children's story 
Oh shit! It's between that's that, a, like hearing that on vinyl. That's a good record to have. Those that's the like first my one. first, and then like yeah, she's like Fuji's DMX, Heavy D. Um, I remember coming up on Crisscross, uh, oh, Jump. Also, like one of like when I hear that record in were, my were, ch- your, were your pants backwards? Also, my nah, I wasn't doing not that. allowed. I kind of like <laughs> I can't like when I'm with my my mom. Yeah, let's like not pants backwards, but like hip hop. Like yo, we're gonna listen to some rap. You can listen kind of like whatever you want, edited version. Yes, like I still remember my mom like having like S. Carter the Jay Z album, but edited. Yeah, oh she yeah. She had Little Kim like edited. Had to go buy Walmart copies of these uh, these CDs. <laughs> but bro. I would like take her CDs and be like, oh, it's the edited version, so I didn't have the cursing, you know, the version of it. But she had stuff like that, and like I come from, they had like a big thing of tapes, so there was stuff in there that was like, yo, this is crazy. And plus, like from New York to Virginia, I just remember like that car ride. It was me, my sister, mom, dad, and we listen to so many jams it was like so much different music i don't know if they were fighting over the radio but it was definitely like the difference you could like hear they're like totally different people and so like the music is also like split that's what's and up. then they have brothers my mom distinctively her brother uh, my uncle is like vinyl dude uh, and it's crazy he's like vinyl guy so like i've heard everything on vinyl i was gonna say i've you heard everything a, on vinyl very uh everything you had a very distributed and, uh and my dad's up little music. brother hit my other uncle was like hip-hop cd dude damn dude you, you playing just nas get, for me first time playing biggie dead wrong you're playing, just getting it all like all the aspects of the music crazy, culture man. i remember he had went away he got locked up and i found his collection he had a mystical tape i had a walkman and i used to bump that mystical tape every day oh to my school god but Wait, i could not tape, get which, caught which tape was it i'm trying to think it, i don't know if it was called like Tarantula or he's has like puzzle pieces missing oh i'm gonna figure it out right now he has like puzzle pieces missing on his face i know that's like the tape that he had and he had a bunch of no limit tapes but he also had like Nas and like biggie and like wu-tang and crazy stuff. I remember he used to pick us up playing Tyler Quali Quality. I remember hearing that for the first time. I remember just hearing like classic hip hop with him. And Quality then hearing, is such a good album. Too. I remember hearing like classic hip hop joints that like I should know, like the hip hop that I should. And also, you know, he was big on Rap City. He would film every Rap oh my City. God, Rap City is the shit. And like shit. it's kind of crazy because I'm like, if my dad catches me watching Rap City with you, I'm going to get in trouble, but you are not going to get in trouble. So, he would always kind of take me, be like, yeah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And we would stay with them, and he would take Rap City every single day. Yo, we were just going back and watching, like, Rap City Freestyles yeah. the other day and just reliving those glory days because, yo, there was a time, a beautiful time, and you would come home from school. Dude, it was amazing. And you would turn on BET, and that shit would be popping It was, like, off comforting, but... Every day! Yep. Oh! Especially when I got to the age where, like, I come home and, like... I know, like, parents ain't going to be home for a little bit after school. Yep. Not doing my homework. Yep. Rap City in the basement. <laughs> yes. I used seven. to, you know, honestly, no cap, I used to rush home to watch TRL. Like, Fair I'm enough. like I'm, not, I'm like dating myself. I know I'm, like, sounding kind of old. Uh-huh. But when they, they I, I would go home because that Eminem video, like, when Eminem was first mm. coming out, like, that was, like, that fit, like, that was a hot time to watch, like, the M, because you're like, yo, that's the one time I'm going to see that video today. Honestly, I think uh, I only watched TRL for a short period in time. That period, be- yeah. But only just because I realized so quickly 
that 106 and Park played more of the videos than right. TRL did. Right. TRL would only play Damn. like. Now at, you're dating yourself. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So the TRL at first, like they would only play like they would play more of it, but it would only be like a minute and a half of the song. And then it got to where they would only play like a minute of the song. Yeah. Then it was like, it was only 45 seconds of the song. Yeah, and you were dude, like, all right, crazy. niggas, I'm not even hearing the they fucking like song. They like conditioned us to think like short versions. I used to hate that, but back in the day, taping a whole Rap City episode. Exactly. Like watching the Juicy video, uh, exactly. not Juicy videos, um, Players Anthem uh, by Junior Mafia. Yes. I remember hearing that for the first time. Damn. And also seeing the video of that rap city glitches in the tape and shit. That shit is crazy, man. <laughs> so it's like crazy. It's crazy to live in this time now because like now I feel like everything I do is like all these experiences. Like how do I survive like now? Like I don't know how I'm like, I don't even know. Right? Yo, it's it, it's interesting to think about like because, oh man, things are just moving so fucking quickly. Like, Too you, fast. You think that, you know, we're... I mean, I'm only, I haven't even broken into my 30s yet. Shoo. I'm very Hang close on tight. to. Hang I'm, on tight. Oh, I'm very close. Trust me. I, I am at the precipice, good sir. I'm at the cusp. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's just crazy to think about, you know, like the people who were really dated, I feel like for our generation, it, yeah. w- it was the people that were like in their 40s or their 50s yeah. growing up, you know? Like yeah. there was such a wide gap, yeah. you know? Like my parents were still, and they still are pretty, pretty good with technology. Yeah. They were able to kind of, kind of move along yeah. with technology pretty my mom's computer lady i feel that like she's like always like you need to get like certified and do computer stuff but she was always like hip to like computer like you need to do this so yep. that's what she does and so she was always hip to that but now it's like i feel like that gap between people and the differences between the generations is yeah. just like shortening so much like yeah. but i mean the difference between just us still having the ability to go outside with either no limited or no internet access or limited internet access. Right. That's completely out the window for this generation now. Like, yeah. All they know is internet access everywhere they go. Yeah. It's just a completely different world that they live in. Yeah. I try to cut myself like lately. I try to like cut back from some of that. And it's crazy because people will like relate like things going on and you'll be like, I, I'm not in tune with, that because I've like disconnected this space, which is the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like the minute that I disconnect from that space, I feel like I miss a gap information. And then it seems like every time I get back into the space, something negative's happened, like some event or something crazy. Like the minute the minute you turn back on the social media, it's like mass shooting or somebody you know has died. It's always something negative. So I feel like that always happens when I take like these little breaks from the internet and it's for good reason. Because some of that stuff is like, damn, everything is moving so fast. Is any of this true? There's so many things that like I worry about when I like see all of this stuff. Plus, it's overwhelming. Oh yeah, most it's definitely. completely overwhelming. So I'm trying to like the only way I figured I can navigate was like kind of like turning some of the noise down. Let's just a that. little bit like limiting my Facebook, limiting my Twitter interaction. Like everybody seems to be in uproar about what's going on on Twitter. Well, guess what? I'm not on Twitter, so I'm not in any kind of uproar. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the Internet is such a dangerous space. I've literally tried to figure out for the last couple of years, like, how do I navigate this space? How do I also be like a real person? Like when you see me like in real life, like 
what's up because I feel like that's like gone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even the, like interacting in real life because of the internet. I'm like, yo, well, I can just do whatever. No, you can't. You got to go out. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to be outside and meet real people. I've said it all the time. This podcast right. is one of those reasons why I do this shit right. in the first place. It's to you. be able to, like I, I will always say it too while I'm explaining this on the podcast because I like the idea of us having to come in here and get rid of our phones for like an hour, hour and a half yep. and not look at that shit. I might take like an Instagram story yeah. one or two times. We live during... right now. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's like you're not even thinking about that though. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, that's just sitting there. And do you do time limits for um, your social media? Uh, I should. It's weird. I do. And then, Damn, like, it's I an really Apple should. thing. It's an Apple thing. And it's crazy. Um, no lie. I say, remind me in 15 minutes to get off in 15 minutes. Damn. But that's like a constant thing. Like I'll be just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling you get caught scrolling and the time limit pops up and says you exceeded your time limit my time limit for social media is 15 minutes a day damn now i do way more than that i do way more than that because i promote myself on social media i have a friend who's like you need to spend an hour on instagram every day so like i have a focus and a reason sometimes to be using it more than that but like even just now it was like hey 15 minutes is up no cut you're cut off yep it's a weird kind of thing that like I don't even have a problem with it. It's just something that I was like, maybe that's also something that I could add that keeps reminding me, like, snap back to reality, real life shit, like, go outside, do this, be with, talk to real people, meet real people, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I just took an Instagram story video of, of this, but, you know, like, that's, that's <clears throat> excuse me, that's only a 15-second yeah. just kind of window into what we're yeah. talking about, which is exactly about that shit. Yeah. Like, if anything... If I want to take a story about something, about this podcast, what we're doing, yeah. and put it on social media, I want it to be about the shit that we're talking about social media. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Yes. We get lost in it, but like, I, while we're talking about, I just say shouts Instagram too, as like part of the navigation of the internet. I've been trying to figure out what's the best platform for me to kind of like re-release myself and um, kind of like rebrand myself. Instagram's like the best ch- format for that it because is. I don't have a lot of time to do like a full YouTube like, hey, welcome to my like this, which is is coming soon. I don't have it all set up, but on Instagram you can do like quick things like here's a minute of me rapping or here's a minute of me chopping up a beat or here's like live me in a pot. It's so quick and easy access on your phone. So I, so on the flip side of all the negative stuff that comes from like, man, I just scrolled for 30 minutes on bullshit. I spend a good amount of time also using it as a tool networking yeah using promoting. it as a tool promoting because it's right it's right there in our hands so there's also like this like ah but i i can't let it go because i i need it it's a necessary it's evil. a necessary yeah, evil i need point, it to do sure. what i what i want to do you don't ever want to like not use the tools when you find out like how people are being successful like when you're watching other people like when you're spending all that time flipping through people's shit and you're like, damn, how are they doing that? Figure it out. Like, you can spend that same amount of time figuring out how to do that. And that's the thing that's weird with me because I'm so hyper attentive to the fact of social media and the effects that it has on the human psyche and the effects that it has on myself because yeah. I know I'm addicted to that shit just yeah. like everybody else is. I'm going to say I'm addicted to. We're all addicted. Oh, most definitely. We're oh, addicted. yeah. We're, we're definitely all addicted. If, if you're going like a, a good portion of your day just looking at your phone, walking around while you're walking yeah. around, yeah. you can't even look at the shit around you, I'm addicted to my fucking phone for sure. I even just put like books on my phone like in like Adobe Reader just because I like training my mind to say like if you can scroll through nonsense... Like I have At least this thing, scroll through a page. And I have read this thing it, like yeah. I can't stop watching World Star videos. 
Oh, that's a hard every one. day. I'm like, it's like sometimes I'm like just checking for like, I don't know why. It's I like, got out of it a while ago. I it, hate it. It's like my weakness. I used to watch the Vine Comp every fucking week, man. <laughs> Vine Comp every Bring week. Bring back the Vine Comp. I used it's my it's my guilty pleasure. That's the only reason I don't watch World Star anymore. It's because they don't have the Vine Comp anymore. Do you watch the compilations? I do not watch the compilations anymore because I say, it's just as soon as the Vine Comp went away, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna cut my cut losses here right yeah. now. I'm I'm just gonna say sorry, World Star. Yeah. No more. No more. I, I just need to. This is a sign. Yeah. Obviously, part of it is somebody was. I would watch the ahead. Vine comp, and then the Vine comp would lead to the lead to the fight comp, yep. and then the fight comp would. I lead don't to, watch fight comps. I oh, can't watch fight comps. So what? like, I'm the nigga that's like, when like I see like fighting shit, I'm like, oh, that's how like, World Star got its. I know. Start, I, don't, I don't know what I'm on World Star really for. Like, I'm just like, it's like this thing. Every like so often, I'm just like, let me go see what's going on. And I tell you how it started. Somebody was like, name the last video you watched on World Star, and I started thinking about that. I was like, that's fucking funny. I can't remember. That's so funny. I haven't watched World Star in a couple of days, so that's why I'm like good. But when you repeat the title back of what you watch, you're like, <laughs> oh shit, why the fuck did I watch that? <laughs> Yo, what the why fuck the fuck I did doing? I watch that? <laughs> that's why I do it almost because I'm like. What the fuck am I doing? Like, this is, it's so funny. Somebody brought that concept to me and I thought about that. I even thought about naming a song after the last video I watched on Worldstar. Wait, what is the last video you watched on I World haven't, I, it's been a minute. I, I've been off of my shit. I've, like, seriously, like, trying to stay off the internet. Especially because I'm on vacation, too. So, like, phone down. It's crazy. I went out last night. I wasn't even, like, really. See, that's the nice thing about being on vacation. It's I so... wasn't even really, like, it's crazy to have people, like, it, but I was more on like just enjoying the moment. People, yeah, yes. seeing people crazy shit. So like the good and evil side of it, man. I, uh, tweet me or hit us up with the last video you watched on World Star. <laughs> that would be like funny if you just like remember the title of it and say it out loud to yourself. And you will probably never get back on World Star again. Yeah, That's like shit. also like the tool that I get. But I say all that. Say I put books on my phone. Because I said if I could watch two videos on World Star that could be 12 or whatever minutes, I could read for 10, 15 minutes. If I could scroll through Instagram for 15, 20 minutes of doing nothing, I could also read, you know what I'm saying, a music theory book or I can read something about like synthesizers. I could do, you know, I could learn something as well, even if it's just for like a short amount of time. So like that's the flip side of everything. Like there's a good and then there's a bad. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. It's just that like I've figured out ways like to bring myself back. Like yo, 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 bring yourself back. What are you doing? Check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, check what what exactly or have you done for yourself today? How, what did you? How do you spend your time? It's 24 hours in a day. How do you spend your time today? It's such an interesting concept for me specifically because before I started doing the podcast, I was off social media for five years straight. I had a really oh yeah flip phone. I was completely off the grid. I was. I envy my friends who are like that. Yeah, man, me fucking too. Honestly, it's but. It got to the point when I decided that I wanted to do a podcast and I was talking to a friend about it. Yeah. And he said, okay, let's look at it this way. Yeah. You're going to have an online product. You have to have an online presence. Yes. You have to get back on social media. Yes, and I, as that, it was at that moment where I was like, fuck, you're so right. Oh, man. Like If I wasn't D2 or whatever, I wouldn't have Facebook at all. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I'd be off I'd be in off, a heartbeat. Man. I understand. I, I've said. I've just realized this a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago yeah. now about the idea of people having, uh, I guess, people that manage their social media for them or whatever. Yeah. I used to think that was like some really stupid, like bougie ass rich shit, which yeah. it still is to a degree, yeah, I yeah. suppose. But I understand now why those people are doing it. 
Because they don't want to do that shit. Yeah. They want to continue living their badass life yeah. and not have to worry about social media at all. It's all good. You're going to see me all over social media this year, uh, mostly Instagram. That's where we're going to be focusing a lot of our like stuff. Just because Instagram it's such a great, it's so awesome. Like between Instagram and YouTube, I think like that's like, my, like I'm good yeah. with that all day. Like I can like, my girlfriend always catches me. She's like, so you make music all day and then you watch videos of people making music all day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's pretty standard, yeah, pretty standard. Like I'm like a sound man. So like I'm running your sound, but I'm also like one headphone in YouTube. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How I do you that. like chop up this or like watching dudes? Like I'm a big rhythm roulette dude. Uh, all yes. that shit. I yes. watch that shit all day. Then I go home and try to do that shit all day. Oh, I'm a big like, have you ever seen the fact mag against the clock? No, I have not. It's 10 minutes, make a beat. Um, and like a whole bunch of like weird like techno artists, a bunch of artists. Period. They have ten minutes to make a beat on the spot. That's what's up. Yep, it's called Against the Clock. It's crazy. I watch that like religiously. That's what's up. Nonstop. So it's like rhythm roulette without. Some people use vinyl. Some people use like synthesizers. It's but crazy. with a time limit. With the time limit, I Damn. do that every. And then I like started watching that, and I started doing that. That's what's up, man. It's a good day. way to train yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's the most amazing practice. Most, it's really a practice mentally. Too. Same thing with like filming the set, like filming yourself doing that practice. It's like, okay, like I usually don't have like eyes on me when I'm in the studio. So it allows me to kind of have like freedom to like do stuff over and over and over again. But when you kind of like set it to like, no, I'm just going to give myself 10 minutes, whatever happens, I'm going to create. Mm. It's so freeing. You don't worry about, oh, releasing it or all this. You just worry about in 10 minutes. You don't spend a whole bunch of time on like finding sounds. You don't start surfing on the internet. You don't do anything. You just, for 10 minutes, your focus is on just creating the best thing that you can. And when I started doing that, it was just kind of like, I was nervous. I'm like, this is going to suck. But within 10 minutes, you don't even worry about sucking. There's no time. There's really no time to worry about how bad it sucks. You go, go, go until the timer goes up and then you're like done. And whether it sucks or not, you get better as the 10 minutes that builds up to something bigger. Exactly. So that was just something that when I started watching that on YouTube, so that's a positive experience for YouTube. I haven't had too many negative experiences with like that social media nor Instagram. Cause I feel like Instagram and YouTube, you can control oh, a little bit. Like I can just see whatever I want to see or go to, like I can type in a hashtag of like a producer tag or like whatever Ableton and, and go right to that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's more direct. Sometimes I feel like fate, like it just, uh, it's all It's just a big mishmash of <laughs> the, just the, nonsense. And do people even see the stuff that I'm trying to promote and trying no, to they do? they don't, man. That's the shit. That's like, the thing that I don't worry about. So YouTube's great. So I've been practicing and just doing that. And so I want to take what I'm doing onto YouTube. But like I was saying about Instagram, we're going to do Instagram first. So you'll get like a one minute clip of me doing what it is that I do and it's producing live. I might be chopping up a beat. Word. I might be rapping live. Um, I finally got um, it set up to where like you can see me rapping live. You can get the audio of me rapping live. Hey. There be, might be uh, process videos where I'm like showing you exactly how I'm doing um, what I'm doing behind the scenes. I feel like people nowadays want to like connect. There's one thing I didn't have before. I wasn't as connected with people like who are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? So I feel like I have to go back around now and kind of like not only tell people because we all know people who tell a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, oh, tell definitely. me the most shit. Tell me all this extra shit um, about show me stuff. So now if I'm showing you my process, if I you're learning from me, now I'm having conversations with people like, hey, I was trying to figure out such, such and such about this. Oh, yeah, man, this is what I do. And these are the same conversations I was like hitting people up about. 
a few years ago. Mm. Like, hey, I'm trying to do so, and getting the response back, I have to pay that forward also in that space as well too. So I want to be able to like reach out to different producers, have that. There's a community right there, right there on your phone, right there in my hand. It really is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I can feel like I can reach people on that. And then if you like the one minute version of what I'm doing, I'm hoping that you'll like five to 10 minutes of it because that's coming too, where we do full performances. Um, every time I play live, I take video of it. So we're going to hope to do that more. And uh, if you follow the story, you get to see like behind the scenes stuff, what I'm doing. Hey. You know what I'm saying? You get to see like my gear. I may put some video, maybe up late night playing some chords or keys, like doing whatever it is to kind of like get people's attention. And Instagram has been perfect for that i love story i love the story mode i love just the quickness of being able to put i just export videos right from here share it to my phone quick unedited like you said about your podcast just kind of like raw yeah and just show you that and that within that fear it's also made me so much better because now i'm watching you're watching the evolution so it's been really really cool instagram's been perfect for that i hope i can figure out the youtube thing this year and also how to like monetize it but without even monetizing it i'm just having so much fun sharing it with people on that channel and now i'm like coming out of my bunker and sharing it with like real people like yo 200 rex a day what's up i feel that real person hey nice to meet you <laughs> shake my hand white man shake my hand you know what i'm saying so. i feel that shit so where did the incentive come from to start making your own music then I mean, Orlando shit. I'm Orlando kid. Like, when I came up in the scene, I came up with, like, Swam and, like, E-Turn and Am and watching Da Vinci and watching, like, Shouts Purple the, Cloud and watching, like, all, the all these, like, dope artists, like, so many dope artists, not even just, like, rappers even, like, Chasing Jonah and then, like, we have, like, all these bands that are, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I've been a solo artist in this town. Like when I just got jumped out of Full Sail, I came down from Virginia, went to Full Sail. So I escaped Virginia, came to Full Sail, did like a year in Full Sail, got out of that. and What, didn't what pushed you to go to Full Sail in the first place? I had to get the fuck out of Virginia. I had to get out of Virginia. Dude. I was like, reason? I had to fucking dip. I was like, it just like I was in so much shit. So was it just whatever was the first opportunity? Yeah, like basically, long story short, out? I finished probation and then I was done with Virginia. I was like, I'm out as soon as I can get out of here. And shouts to my family and like people who stuck by me for that and supported me when I was like, I'm leaving Florida. Mm. Landed in Palm Coast for a little while. I was driving from Daytona to Orlando every day to go to school. Damn. It was crazy. Lost Damn. my girlfriend, crazy shit, but finished full sale. Like that was a big thing for me. That's like, some that was character a, building shit, yo, right? You there, build man. a lot of character, man, sitting in I-4 traffic Hell every yeah. fucking day, going to a class like all day. And then like it drove me crazy when like, seeing kids skip class. I'm like, yo, dog. But y'all don't even know learn. how good you got it. I had to learn from like failing school a lot in Virginia. Like I went to community college after school because I didn't do the right thing and mm -hmm. go to actual school, like to play ball, do whatever. I didn't do any of those things. Right. Failed out of community college. Fucked up again in community college. Damn. Started getting in trouble. When I got an opportunity to get out and go to full sale, I was like this time, like even even in school, like being there, like this is hard, like or like. Like, dog, you've already done, like, all the stupid hard shit. Like, this is the easiest thing. You chose to be here, so don't, like, fuck it up. Mm -hmm. Learn production kind of things there. Learn how to, like, run sound, do all that. So that's what I do for a living. But stayed in Orlando. Went back to Virginia. My mom was like, you don't have a lot of stuff. She, I was like, I'm going back to the city, and I'll figure it out. Figure that all out. Got linked with. Came back. Worked at, like, Jimmy John's, like, shit like that. While I was, like, freelancing, interning at, like, CBS. Doing, doing all whatever the crazy you shit. could, yeah. And then I just started, like working at Gringo's Locos downtown. And then it just like kind of started unlocking from there. 
like once I once I actually like moved like downtown from like the east side of Orlando, like I moved over to College Park, and that's when it started like happening. Cause I was closer in the city. I started meeting people. I got introduced to Swam. Um, I started meeting other rappers in the city, and then from there, it was just kind of like show after show. And so when I say I'm an Orlando kid, like I really, really performed here. I really, really like came up from the bottom. It wasn't like I just dropped in here as some hot thing. It was like really like step by step, like yep. step, like being told you're not ready, you're not ready, and going even against that, be like, fuck that, I am ready. And just like all my performances are just like this crazy ass thing that nobody had ever seen. That's like people, what people say, like I've never seen anything like that before because that's Virginia, like. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. Like, I'm coming from a different place. Yeah. In Virginia, I didn't go to rap shows. In Virginia, I went to, like, hardcore rock shows. I feel that. I went to, like, pop punk shows. I feel that. So I'm performing, like, a different... I'm going to throw the microphone at Cub. I feel that shit most definitely. We're going to, like, go really fucking hard. I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to scream in somebody's face. See, this is... It's so interesting how those scenes just flourish in kind of, like, the backwoods areas like that, though. Because it's so pe- weird. Same shit. Pensacola, man, had a great fucking metal scene and a great hardcore scene. Virginia had, the like, that's one of the, the shit, best. That's Richmond. the shit that I grew up on. Like, that's the shit yeah. that I grew up... I was at... Who are your hard- favorite bands? Some of your favorite bands. Go. I mean, I went in pretty heavy. I was, I was like, heavy into the deathcore heaviest shit band. for a while. What's your heaviest band? Heaviest band? Yeah. Uh, I was along the lines of, like, uh, Ion Dissonance, Favorite shit band. like that. Favorite band, them. Oh, yo. Yeah, we can, like, was, talk. We can talk was, metal, too, like, if you that want. That was my first show ever okay. of my life. You like Acacia Strain? Ever. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I've seen I've Acacia seen Strain all, a few too times, many times, man. Too many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, so my first show ever, like, yeah. of all any type of musical genre yeah. ever, was Barrier Dead. Ion Dissonance Baby. and Bring Me oh, the yeah. Horizon. Oh yeah, and I just saw Bring Me the Horizon like a couple, ye- like a year or two ago. This was Bring Me the Horizon right when uh, Pray for Plagues came out. Okay, so it was like when they were at their height. Like, oh my just goodness, decimaged. how was Bury Your Dead though? Like, Ooh, yeah. buddy, I'm buddy, like, I move people around to so, like Bury Your Dead. Stuff. So the very first pit that I was ever in yeah. at that very same show was a Wall of Death during Bring Me the Horizon. Hey. And your boy got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> your boy oh, yeah. Got, I had no idea what was going on. It oh, was, yeah. I'd never been in a mosh pit, yeah. let alone ever been at a concert before. Yeah. And, you know, I just got absolutely annihilated. Only but black kid at the show, too. Like, usually, usually, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, where are you going? Yo, and where shit. are you coming back from? Like, <laughs> yeah. where did you come from? Like, why are you hurting? <laughs> what is, like, I fully, like, invested. Like, it's crazy. I go to shows now, like, a couple shows, and I'm like, should I crowd serve? Real I'm too shit, fucking man. old for that shit now. Like Real I just shit. went and saw like Circus Survive and like Law Dispute, and I was like, "Yo, I'm too fucking old for this." I did jump on some kids back at the Emory show, a few at Cities Burns Emory show, um, just like old me, and they're an old band. So I like did jump on some kids back. Was Yo, like, yeah. Only bone I've ever broken was my nose during a yeah. Carnifex show, yeah. and I was in the pit, and yeah. I was being like tossed around basically like somebody was just kind of like whipping me around and throwing me across the pit okay and what i didn't realize is at the same time as this was happening somebody else was having the same thing happen to them on the other side of the pit oh shit and we ran face first into each other at full speed yo like fucked my shit up completely we went in the bathroom checked each other out and we were like all right let's get back in the pit back in there oh yeah i remember i had a broken foot and they told me to stay in the balcony and I ignored that and ended up having a swollen foot by the end of the show. Damn, son. Yeah, crazy shit. Yeah, I didn't show my mother my my face that night when she came to pick me up from the show. What did your parents she, think about you liking metal? Like, how did they respond oh, to I that? I mean, these were, these were Puerto Rican Catholic conservative yeah. 
like military yeah, parents yeah. of mine. Yeah. They were not hyped on this shit. <laughs> they were like, oh my God, the devil has like overtaken our yeah, son. Yeah. Like what the fuck is happening yeah. here? I don't know. They, they just, you know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. My parents just thought I was angry. Oh, yeah. Everybody's definitely. like, he's angry today. <laughs> and I would do the kind of shit like ride with like my sister and like our friend to school, and I would just be like blasting like hate breed shit. Yeah, hell yeah. I, w- I would be going in on all the heavy shit. That's how my little brother uh, got like kind of his foray into different musical yeah. tastings as well. So many different people, like only black kid, but like I don't look at the world like I have to be like the only black kid, only the. Like, I get it. Like, I'm the only black whatever. Like, people say that to me. They're like, you're the only black person. I'm like, all right. So now I'm going to go on to have, like, fun. And then it's, like, the same thing with, like, people saying, like, you can't listen to heavy metal music. Well, it's like, well, fuck. I wouldn't even be a rapper if it wasn't for, like, hardcore pop punk music. I feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? I would not. I would not know how to perform. It's kind of what gives you that identity, but it's definitely the When I see rappers perform, I'm like, you could use, go to a show. Yes. Like, go to a show and you will understand. You need some enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah, watch a show. Like, I don't try to perform like rappers. I'm trying to perform like Josh Hogan of like The Chariot. Yep. You know See, what I'm saying? That's what's interesting. Yo, The Chariot. Josh Hogan of The Chariot. Excuse me. Chariot's Josh one of my favorite bands of all time. All time favorite. Um, that's like the Greatest crazy band ever. It's the crazy Long thing. Live. It's the crazy thing to me now, especially with this whole new fucking wave of you know like the emo rap and all this yeah. shit going on. Which I'm Where not, were y'all at? I'm not taking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not taking shots at y'all. Yeah. I'm just saying, y'all niggas think like. Y'all niggas think that this is like some new shit y'all yeah. are doing. Weird Black Kid was not I've cool been, back then. Yes, yes. It was not as cool. I've been getting fucked up in pits <laughs> for 14 years, my nigga. I have been doing this for a minute. Now I don't even like Tamash because y'all don't even know how to like dance. Yo, real shit. Like, so like I'm only Black Kid here. I also like dance. Bet- your dance better than like you could ever do your like two-step. Mm-hmm. Like the best at that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking envious. two-step I know up, you're envious. But like if somebody was like you can't listen to this. You can't go to those shows. I've seen every big name bands were coming to my town. I've seen yep. them all. Yep. But they were not rap bands. Like why would a rap person come to Stafford? They would not. Exactly. It was the same thing with Pensacola, man. And it was just the craziest lineup of these bands coming through, for cheap. man. Like, for cheap. I think for, for cheap, cheap or for free. Suicide silence Seen and em. shit like that. Like, yo, Seen like, that's some crazy Job for shit. Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Crazy shit. Oceano. Like, yo, like this crazy, f- like Amur. Yo, like. I seen Between the Bird oh, and Me on like a Sunday afternoon. Ooh. The Ooh. only time I've ever seen him on a Sunday afternoon, the dude started. I saw here in Orlando. Dude was playing the synth on stage. I'm like, dude, what? Who said August Burns Red opened up for them? Oh my god, August Burns Red was so fucking good. I saw them like three or four Amazing. times. Like back if in somebody the day. told me I couldn't watch, and we're not even talking Oof. about like at the drive-in. We're not even talking about thrice. We're not even yeah. talking about like. Audio Slave. We're not even talking about Incubus. We're not exactly. even talking about all. Like, We're leaving a, a lot whole, of shit. There's out, a yeah. whole lane of bands. Like, if I yep. didn't listen to, like, I would not even understand what to do on music. Like, I didn't play music, but I had something told me, like, yo, do all this different shit. And plus, people were giving me a hard time, and I'm one of those people. Like, you give me a hard time about it, I'm going to fucking do it. I feel that, man. And it was interesting too, like because I kind of did start out as the yeah. only black or Spanish kid at the shows, also. Yeah. But as you know, a couple years went by, you know. It was I was able to filter in to a couple of my homies, not all of them, definitely yes. not all of them, because yeah, yeah. you know like, everybody's still gonna have that perception, or at least ten, fifteen right. years ago they're gonna have that perception. Now it's like everything's fucking cool apparently, yeah. but you know I was able to crack like a couple of my homies and like bring them to shows, and then yeah, they'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, like this is yeah. 
this is not what I expected it to be. This right. is a lot better than I thought it was going to be, right. you know? It's crazy. And I remember going with those homies to the shows after that. They'd come back and we literally like smoke blunts and beat down with yeah. my homies with my homies truck in the uh, the front of the show with his 218s. And we'd blast Jeezy and we smoke blunts and yeah. then we'd go inside and then we'd get in the mosh pit. Yeah. Like that's like how those two worlds can just yeah. coalesce and mesh together beautifully, you know? And it's crazy saying? we all know like all the like not I mean, not even a knock cuz I've tried not to see color or whatever. All the white kids are bumping hip hop anyway, so they were listening to like hip hop I've never heard before. Yep. Some of those kids, like I've never heard any of this stuff before. I, a white kid was the one who introduced me to Immortal Technique in high school pretty on my sure, soccer team. I'm pretty sure like some indie dude showed me like my good friend was listening to like off like Deltron. Yep, See, that's how it works, yo. Taught like, me the lyrics to Thirty Thirty. He was from Egypt, a homie Joe. That's what I'm saying. Taught me the lyrics to Thirty Thirty riding around Stafford, smoking blunts. So I'm saying. So it's that's just a crazy. It's like so from that. That's where I get like my sound. That's where I get like my energy from. Word. Just started learning how to play music. That's so a whole nother. That's a, like a curveball. Like always wanted to do it. Always running around doing different shit. Running around. Always been a solo artist. I've had a band and everything. I had people producing for me. And just as of late, um, out of necessity from being out of the city and not having um, people around me, I separated from second subject. Um, me and Cub are still very close. Uh, me and Cub are still very close. I had separated from like doing stuff with like second subject. I was supposed to do like a project with them. And then just like learning from that experience. Um, you told me I could like talk shit or whatever. So yeah. not even talk shit, but it's like I learned so much from Orlando, good and bad. I had a band that essentially like failed. Mm. I had working with second subject that essentially failed. I had shows where I wasn't prepared for them and like essentially failed. Mm. Out of all the shows that I did really, really good, because I also work really hard on my craft. That's another thing I learned from bands. Work really hard. I think rappers fucking lazy. You don't work as hard as these bands and no, pre-program your not. show. That's one of the things I always had in the back of my mind. Like I want to do my stuff like how they do it in whatever form. I want it to be raw, but I also want to have like this kind of, that's why my set is like the way it is now and why I have everything kind of like so Regimented, together. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's regimented, like, even, like, but it's all out of necessity. It's all out of things that I learned. It's all out of, like, being on stage and fumbling with my band, Death to the Industry. It's all out of, like, sitting and watching Swam chop records. Like, what, like literally watching somebody, like, piece together, like, stuff he got off YouTube and chop records. Now, when I chop records, it's literally being in the proximity of, like, a Da Vinci. It's really, like, being embraced by, like, every artist in Orlando saying that I'm a dope MC and being, like, what else can I do? Yeah. It's being challenged by, like, somebody... Like, what else can you do? Always, because Orlando artists, they are not lazy. The Orlando no, rappers and the Orlando not. producers, like, I'm influenced by, like, Brainchild. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that I met here and saw what they were doing, I'm like, yo, this kid's playing on, like, doing all this. When I first saw Donnie Blanks, he was playing, like, a SP404. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, this kid's fucking amazing. Yep. And rapping at the same time, I was like, yo, I wonder yep. if I could, like, play beats on stage. I was like, at St. Matt's, like... Just like I watched that whole, I was like, yo, that's dope. Like that pushes me forward. That makes me think like, well, what can I, what can I do? Like hot and neck, like what is a cool thing for me to do? But all from like learning from like things that just did not work out. Like essentially it just didn't work. So now I don't work with like a producer. I'm not signed to anybody. I'm like self-contained. I do all my beats. I do everything for myself because I just learned like sometimes there are people who 
want to help you do your thing. There are people who believe in you and do it. Maybe it's I don't believe in myself as much, but like people who say like, hey, I have your best interests or we're going to do this and those things didn't work out. So now I'm wary of even being like, hey, I want to do this such and such. I just want to do for me. I feel that. For myself. And that's all stuff I learned from Orlando, the good and bad. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't fault anybody for I just wish that like, sometimes I wish things would have went different to be a bigger artist from Orlando, be like, but now I'm like, when I hit the reset button, I'm coming back around as 200 records a day now. I feel like, oh, that's okay that I didn't do that. It's probably best because now look what I have. Now look what I can do. Now look what I'm capable of. It's almost like I wasn't even ready at the time. And we were on a crazy ass run here. I used to play a shit ton of shows. I used to run a show with Cub. We had every artist that ever had every hip hop, our Midas the Beast, everybody, Nico. When they were like nobodies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My favorite rappers are Am and Etern. You know Andrew Ramos, another one of my favorite artists when he was here, like, in Orlando. Like, those are kids that, like, I watch. I'm like, yo, this is where I want to be. This is the scene. This is the dope shit. But also, these kids are good. Like, they're very good. Yep. Not even people come say, oh, you're dope. Your band was dope. I'm like, we could be better. We should be better. We should be a better band. We should be a better, I should be a better artist. So now, this time, all the work, 200 Rex a day is 10,000 hours. And now I'm sharp as shit from all this Orlando. Even the Bay shit taught me a lot of shit. But all the music shit is like Virginia, Orlando, smashed together. Saw it on the stages in Virginia, did it on the stages in Orlando. And now I'm just like coming back. I'm like doubling back up. I feel that Yeah, shit, it's going to be crazy, dude. I, I, love, I love this place. I love the talent in the city. People ask me all the time, like, what is it? I'm like, it's the people. It's like seriously all the people that I came up with in the scene at my time were so amazing. I feel like the vibe specifically that makes all of the creatives in our community so amazing is that they know, which is kind of sad, but it adds to everyone's character, I feel like. Yep. Everybody knows that no one's looking to put anybody from Orlando on. Yeah. So we know that we have to grind that much yeah. fucking harder because we know that nobody's looking at yeah. Orlando like that. Yeah. I mean, people are starting to look in and see some shit now, finally. Yeah. But that's taken years yeah. to break through. And so the the hunger, I feel like, for Orlando yeah. artists, whether it's a visual artist, whether yeah. it's a music musical artist, yeah. anything along those lines, yeah. like they are that much hungrier because of that. And I can't forget, like, I know the negative part was like, my second subject time was like not the best time mm. for me here. But there was still like the family gang who like when I didn't have shows with like second subject or whatever, they were booking me for stuff like Fredo and Dizzle. Like those guys were also one of the best bands that I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that before. Like shouts a out to big ba shouts out to Dizzle. Do you know Fredo? I do. I've never met Fredo, but I know. Okay, Fredo, so Fredo yeah. at the time was was also like. And these are people who were also like giving me game, like watch certain people or don't do this or don't do this or don't do this. I listened to some and some of it I didn't. Mm -hmm. Same thing with people who I was like linked with, who I was supposed to be working with. Yeah, I hear, I kind of hear you. My, my rebellious. Like, yeah, yeah, I kind of hear. We never ever like really click because I, I have my own ideas. I have things that like I want to do. I do that same But shit. at the time, <laughs> like it was crazy because they like took me under their wings. They put me on the shows. So I just wanted to also like shout them out too because at the time they also had me playing shows with different acts. Mm. Not all like hip hop acts. I feel that. And I'm not against, I'm not against the rap, but it's like, once again, back to what I'm saying. What if I only listen to rap? 
what if I didn't like what if I didn't understand jazz or what if I couldn't like go into a room of people and like understand like hey I don't listen to classical music but I understand yes you know what I'm saying Orlando was also the one place like people for whatever reason just like oh we lo- we understand your music I think a lot of that was because like Swam my like how close I was to that and he was also like saying so like that was a stamp like yo he's dope and then I was good I did a showcase. They saw it. He's dope. He's good. It's so a they, good person to have vouching yeah, for Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. I needed, I, at the time, I thought I needed that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At the time, I was like, somebody has to, because I'm not from out here, and I'm good, but nobody's saying, like, how dope I am. Yeah. But also, what I said earlier, I also showed how dope I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I showed, it just had, like, okay, here's my shot. Let me show. So there's a, a good and a bad side to that relationship. You know what I'm saying? You show me a lot, but then you also showed me so much. And that's Orlando shit. It really is. You know what I'm saying? People, you know what I'm saying? It should be this big thing, but is it like a, is it going to ever do that? You never know. That was always my question. Like, man, like I'm a hot artist in Orlando, but part of me leaving was like, can I be hot somewhere else? Yep. And I haven't even found this anywhere. Maybe the Bay. Maybe the Bay. I mean, the community here is pretty fucking strong. I have not found yeah. it nowhere. I can tell people always, oh, when I've talked to people, they're like, oh, Orlando. I'm like, man, you leave. I'm telling you, you're not going to find. Maybe in the Bay. Like, especially right now. Like, I really, really feel like that shit is just only strengthening. Over the past two to three years, yeah. man, it has just been really fucking getting stronger it's crazy. every day. And I'm, I'm really glad that everybody is like, it seems like, I'm not, and I'm not saying like, discombobulated or was not united but i'm glad to see like a youthful orlando like i'm glad to see like new shit because like that old shit and all that like hating shit and like oh i don't like this person i don't like this because they're whatever and thinking that we're better than people and all that like was never my like thing it was never me like that was never like how i felt about artists always love here yes so when it was like opposite shit i'm like i don't even understand like that energy like you're not getting that from me we never had any problems like any people here in artists i wouldn't even say my orlando experience was like it's negative to the fact of like i wish i could have did more i feel that not negative in the fact that like i regret anything that i did it's just man i could have done so much feel like you left something on the table yeah yeah just like the the um how the scale i think of how big like it could have been or things that i could have just accomplished and it, we accomplished a lot which is crazy when i think back it was a hell of a run and so now as i'm gearing up for this run i'm like okay you know what to do watch out for these kind of people um maybe you should just produce everything because if you don't um then you could go work with somebody who could lose all your projects then you'll be stuck in back um also be careful if you get a band make sure you know maybe it's not a band full of your friends make sure you maybe you get like hired musicians so that you have like a more professional Professional, sound and things are more better maybe be more prepared when you show up to shows um put in more preparation i did a show in orlando i wasn't even ready for the show i showed like my like beat set and i wasn't even ready for it went back to philly and was like rework the whole show i need to be more prepared yep those are things i learned from watching the film back of it which is good though because people won't even do that shit some people won't even self-realize that shit right but i learned that in virginia i I always talk about that shit all the time man life is just a process of learning your own dumb shit and being able to self-evaluate and make sure that you can take those little things that don't work for you get rid of them and then move on to be a better person i remember leaving for california and being like hey, I can't do an album anymore. Like, I'm not going to do this project, which was, should have been a really big project for me. And, like, 
the person was just kind of like, you don't make music every day and yada, 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 and doing all this. And I just thought about like, man, like, look at me now. Like now I'm going to be known not only as a really good rapper, but I'm going to be known as like a dope producer. And it's not like, I know a lot of people think like this is all like, not for me, but for like other people we see like, oh, this so easy. It's not. It's a lot of trial and error. So like yep. I will always like encourage people to like make mistakes. I w- would warn you because I've made some of these mistakes, like relationship mistakes, like fucking up on stage, like stupid shit. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 33, young artists, young rappers. Like part of me when I go to these rap showcases, I'm like, I should probably warn them that like their man's is probably not their man. Like, or I should probably warn them like your set sucked. But then the or I should warn you about a lot of things. You just got to do it in a constructive way, though. I'm always I I feel that energy when people come up to me now and they're like, man, you're so. I'm like, be this took a lot of work. I ate a lot of fucking ramen to do what I'm doing right now. And I ate a lot of shit on stage too. To I do that left. Too. I left a city that I loved. Left things behind. Ended relationships with people. Things that could have been whatever. Mm-hmm. Ended those relationships. Left things behind. Left opportunities behind. Watch people blow. It makes me. It makes me kind of like sometimes like damn. Like what could have been. Watch people blow. E turn. Watch Nico blow out of here. Watch. Even like a Caskey. I remember when Caskey got signed. And like I went to a show and people were talking shit about it. And I was like, he just got fucking signed. So fucking what? Yep. What are we doing? We're talking about that nigga got signed. Yep. Like, yeah, he got signed. He what are we doing? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If that's facts right there. You man. know, it's like shit like that, like that I remember, and it's just like maybe I wasn't on that same path, but I feel like we could have had like bigger done something along those things. Even like Etern, who was like our like the label mate, like just watching her run and wishing like, damn, I wish I had like what she had. And she's a fan of mine. And I go to her and I'm like, you were amazing. And I wish I envy you because you're so successful. You're so good. You're not only the best female rapper. She's one of the best rappers. You are the best (laughs) rapper of all time. I come from that. I go after E-Turn. She goes after me. I'm trying to like, yo, be better than like her or like I'm trying to like still there's a part of me that's still trying to compete and like really make my name like Reno and even like suck I'll start over again but you understand like I had put in a lot of work to catch back up yeah I feel that even if I had to like go underneath the surface then be like yo oh where the fuck you even come from um you know what I'm saying mm. but be prepared for it be ready be like vocal about like yo, this is what I believe in, this is what I'm going to do, and just go hard for it. Most definitely. All from learning experiences, good or bad. Make the mistakes, listen to like your people who can tell you, like, yo, you're making a mistake, and then just, you know what I'm saying? Because we have learned, the, we've all done stupid shit. Yeah, oh yeah. And, <laughs> we've and, all done it. And we'll continue to we do stupid shit. We will continue to do stupid shit. So it's just like crazy. So I mean, not to get like emotional or anything, but it's like, man, like, I'm not sad about it. Not anymore I'm not. Yeah. Not anymore am I like, Damn, I wish. Now I'm just like, oh, you did it once. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll do Time it again. To make it run again. Yeah. I did two EPs last year. It was taking me forever to just get six songs done. So I said, fuck that. I'll go out west. I'll bury myself. I'll learn. I'll do exactly what you do. I'll learn it. I'll do it better than you. It's fuel. You know what I'm saying? I'll go out west. I'll not do anything. I'll literally clear out my Vegas apartment. It's a studio now. No girlfriend. Let my girlfriend go to San Francisco without me. Damn. Stayed in Vegas. Left here with her. Split. 
cleared out my apartment, no lady, just Vegas, not going out, not doing nothing, learning Damn, everything, son. moved out west doing the same thing, moved to Philly, still buried, learning this shit. Now it's just like, here I am. Like, how can I tell people about this? And more confident telling people about it. Like, yo, it's 200 records a day. Like, this is what my crap. And, and the other thing about 200 records a day, it's not just the records. It's not just like my music shit. It's your podcast. It's like the fact that you do two of these a week and you work a full-time job. You know what I'm saying? It's like this girl was like, I wrote a song before I went to work my shift at McDonald's. You're 200 records a day. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. I have my shit with me all the time at work, on my phone, whatever I can do. I know it's going to be a long day. People complain about time. I get it. But what did you do today? Think about it. You watch World Star for 10 minutes. Mm. You can make a beat in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can make a beat in 10. You can make fire in 10 minutes. Real shit. Instead of watching. As long as you're putting your mind to it and actually working. Yeah. Instead of watching like Wild Fight Breaks Out in in Bar, two ladies going crazy on the street. I'm trying to think of some of my world. Autoplay next video. Oh, don't let the autoplay. Yeah, the autoplay. The autoplay on YouTube gets me in trouble. I'm like, want to learn more? That's how yes. you get stuck. That's <laughs> yeah. how you get stuck. Want to learn more? And then I just like related videos. Nope, that's not related to what I'm trying to see. Nah, son. That's not going to help me learn today. I'm not going to waste ten minutes on freaking stupid videos. Nah, man. Not on Vine comps. So how's Philly treating you then? Philly's cool. It's too many Eagles fans. <laughs> Real rap. Damn son. Wait, Thanks so- for letting me talk with you. Like that's awesome. Like I'm glad I said all the things that I said. And oh yes. No Philly is Philly's cool. I'm like supporting my girlfriend and what she's doing. She's just she's uh, studying to be a nurse. Word. So we're doing that in Philly. But the thing about Philly is like it's unfamiliar. I feel that. I don't know. Like but how any, long have you been there? For? I've been there for like a year and a half. Gotcha. So it's so unfamiliar that it's like frightening. It's not New York unfamiliar. I feel like that. where would I go in New York to like get on or do an open mic or anything like that. It's not that unfamiliar because that's a big-ass place. So I feel like it would take a little bit of time to pinpoint. I feel like from the Bay to Philly, Bay all day, mm. I have a soft spot for Oakland. I mean, I hear the Bay is just a vibe also. So, it's just you know. a fucking vibe. <laughs> yeah, you can go catch like a beat set. You can go to like Smart Bomb in the Bay. It's like dope. It's like Boiler Room. I went to an underground rave there, actually. Okay. Where at? Uh, this, well, it wasn't in any city per se okay it was on lake don pedro like two uh two and a half hours east of san francisco yeah it's like really close to what is it yellowstone i think okay that's the other part of california it's like look at everything else i can do yeah outside of here it's crazy i've done wild shit that's the only time i've been to cali and everybody's just like yo how was your cali experience and i'm like well i actually wasn't really I didn't really and, do yeah. the actual Cali experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I got into the San Fran yeah. and then went straight to the lake. Yeah. Did that shit for a week, camped yeah. out, and then went right back to the airport. Yeah. So I didn't see anything really. Yeah. Like I didn't go into San Francisco or LA or Oakland or anything like that. Right. So but that's that's the other thing that I realized. I was like, damn, like it is fucking beautiful out here. Yeah, man. It's crazy. There's it's two different sides to this shit. It's really crazy. And the thing that's um interesting about the bay is the so the culture is crazy. Like, yo, we're going to smoke crazy. I'm so many different people. The music, like. That was the thing that was crazy about that rave I went to. They dance in the street and like everybody's dancing. Like everybody's moving. These were all people that had grown up in the Bay Area in the early 90s when the first rave scene had just hit like San Francisco. When it was just full on Bay Area rave, just heaven there. Like warehouse parties like crazy. 
So all these people have been spinning for like 20 plus years. Yeah. And it's basically just 100 people out there on a rock for right. a week, just all spinning music for each other, yeah. for their friends. I think I was Dope. looking for it, too. I think that's the other thing. Like in Oakland, I went looking for it because I was like, man, when are you ever going to be in Oakland again? Mm. Philly, I don't feel sorry. In Philly, I don't feel like like I, I'm not sure what I'm looking for in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is essentially like I knew in California, I was like, yo, I want to find like beat shit. Well, found, I, they found the beach shit because it's ca- like I feel Cali had that like culture where it's cool to go somewhere and watch like dudes just make beats on stage on like that's like a, shit, that's yeah. like a really like acceptable thing. Also, the vibe of the Bay is crazy. Like you can't be like not wrapped up in it. Mm. The feel like just the way Oakland feels to you like that was one community that like I was like, yo, I'm going to go like into this community and be a part of it. Like I was a lacrosse coach for an Oakland like non-profit program for inner city kids damn so it was like it's like big like so in philly i just haven't like locked into that there's things that you don't like when you leave a place you don't get back most definitely because i was gonna say i was gonna say it sounds like in that first part over there it sounds kind of like your girl was supporting you at first yeah and now like you switched and now you're supporting her and the whole time we've been really really supporting each other because she's never like you should stop doing what you're doing she's like just come here and do it most definitely and she's always like there's a room in the house for you. Because there's always got to be compromise, too. Man. Yeah, and it, it's it, the craziest compromise. She's always, like, wherever we go, she's, like, really cool. Like, we went to Hawaii, and she was, like, one controller in my laptop. <laughs> and I just woke up early, went out oh, on the balcony, shit. made beats before she got up, and then, like, spent time with her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even now, she, even she was, she was like, <laughs> she just under, she understands me. She's, like, you know, and sometimes we, like you said, oh. compromise. So, like, even, like, our apartment in Philly was small when we first moved. She was, like, there's a little corner over there and you can put your stuff over there just making sure that like wherever we are at that she knows that that's part of my happiness mm-hmm. and also that like i'm working towards getting back like i feel like we're just doing everything to get back here both of us really like everything we can to get back here like True that man. i feel like i could like almost double back on everything i did just do it better now i feel that man orlando's the spot to do it though like people are like you opened up for like kid cuddy and all this shit and yellow wolf and all this i'm like yeah in orlando I could go out anywhere in Orlando. Like last night, I seen everybody and their mom just being outside. It was awesome. I don't go outside in Philly. Too many Eagles fans. Vibes are strong out here, man. Vibes Too are many strong. Eagles fans, Wait, and so it's cold. What's who are you NFL then? What's your team? Redskins fan. Ah, okay. I got you. I got you. I'm a Dolphins boy, so don't worry. I, I pose no threat over here. No, you don't. Zero do you ever threat. go to Hideaway Bar? It's I like do. a dolphin bar. I do okay. go to Hideaway. Yeah. See, that's how Orlando I am. I know we, that's a dolphin bar. Oh yeah, they got great fucking burgers, and uh, we all go to the to the Hideaway, and yeah. then we all die a little bit inside as we lose every every it fucking season. I'm trying to let the sports shit go, but I can't. And I just, man, like last year they won the Super Bowl. Depression. <laughs> I remember the night the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I, w- of course, was making beats, but I remember like getting enough food and weed. To like just lock myself in the basement. Stay we away have from all outside. three stories of the apartment, and like I didn't even come out until like the next day. I came outside thinking that the world was going to. I could still hear people like screaming and yelling. That's what I was gonna say, man. There's... I was off work the next day. I did not leave my house. I was like, it's not safe. It was like some apocalypse shit over there after that, man. My girlfriend got <laughs> caught up in it. She walks in the house with a green shirt on. It's kind of ripped. Talking about EA, and I covered her mouth. Not in this uh-uh. house. No. Nah, nah, uh-uh. not in here. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Yo. 
You're not going to add to my fucking depression in here. Oh, no, we're not. God. Thank God for the beats, though. Thank God for the fact that, like, I think both of us, like I said, are working to try to get back to Orlando. And like I said, if I double back up, I'm a big two guy. If you haven't understand, like, I'm the second... I'm 200. I'm D2. I like that. everything. Two's a lucky number. 23, 22, 20. My mom asked me to play lotto tickets for her. She's like, nigga, you just pick numbers with two. I mom, just fucking do it. This is what it is. This, listen, this is what it is. She's like, what you is going? To- what is all the two shit? You want me to pick? This is what it do is. You want me? You said pick. <laughs> okay. Don't judge me. So everything we're doing, like I said, if I can double back, that's two. If I can come back one more time. Like, I just think we got it this time. I think I figured it out. I think I still have really good relationships with, like, Cub. Love Cub. Like, I know that really, like, that's great that, like, Swam gave me, like, a stamp saying, like, you're dope. But Cub was the one who was like, you're so dope. Let's fucking have you, like, host an event. And you can have, a like, a platform to rap every Cub, week, like, every month. Cub is a fucking gem of a human being, You man. know what I'm saying? Like, that Cub always is... looked out for me. Cub was in my band. Cub made sure we got places. Cub made sure that we had laminates for our tour. Cub, He's dope. You know what I'm saying? Cub always looked out for me more than anybody in the city. Shouts to Cub. I don't think that there would be, yeah, there would be no D2 without, like, Cub and this, like, a few other people who I think regularly help me. Like, I have a good relationship with the guys at Studio 18. Um, Connor Smith and like so he's also was like integral so I like was working at Studio 18 when it was on Rollins College campus mm. and now they're on um, they're somewhere still over in Winter Park but like that's like where I recorded like my first EP maybe my second like actual EP but it was like the most successful EP that I've done to date and Orlando like helped that a lot Word. Orlando was like yo you're dope this is dope people buying it like I played a festival they were like selling it like a dude was selling the CD I didn't have to like a merch tape. It was crazy. It was Damn, the first time son. I've ever seen that. Like a guy was like holding up. We didn't sell a lot of them, but dude was like holding. Up. I was like, yo, it was crazy. They call me like the next most deaf and like Kanye West in an article. But I was also like on the other page with like Chase and Jonah, who's like another great like Orlando artist. So it's like I'm that Orlando. Like I love Orlando music. I love Orlando art just as much as I love my own shit. I was gonna say, and I just don't have that in Philly. No diss to Philly. When can we inspect you back, bro? Man, shoot, bro. Way way we're running around this weekend. I mean, shit. I'm coming back as soon as I can. And I'm sending. I'm sending vibes. I'm sending transmissions um, out. And I just want everybody to like be ready for that and prepare. I'm glad for all the people who follow the 200 records a day. Like I know people are probably like, "What the fuck are you doing? Where have you been?" I get that all the time. People are like, "Where have you been?" Because I left Orlando on like some, like I'm out because mm-hmm. of some of the things like we talked about. Like shit, just wasn't. Not that shit wasn't working out because Orlando was so dope that I'm like, "Yo, we're stupid if we leave." But I was like, it had that like little room for doubt. Like, well. There's some things that are not quite working out here. Not clicking. And if I leave, could I make things work somewhere else? Especially if that place is California, we probably will never go back to Cali ever again. Too expensive. I feel that. See, I feel like I I still need to do that at some point as well. You know, like go there for a little bit, enjoy the vibe, and then get the fuck out. Yeah. Because that's the best thing to do. I know the vibe is fucking great over there. That's all I hear, you know, but I know that shit's too expensive. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, man, like we lived. And we looked in some of the craziest places mm. when we moved out there. We lo- I'm like, I'm looking at my girl like, yo, I love you because you are willing to live like in a closet with me yo. and let me make beats in the closet <laughs> with you. <laughs> really? yeah. You know what I'm saying? You will pick a corner out of a closet and be like, baby, go sit in that corner, make beats. 
be quiet. Damn son. Like you will let me do that. And like there were just things then like oh like that were like, yo, we're gonna consider this. The game is in Oakland, they take all your application fees. So you would show up to a room that's like oh, positive size. Oh, that's right? rough. You would show bro. up to this studio and it would be like 15, 20 people. And me and my girlfriend kind of did that like all day one day and we started getting kind of hip to like, we're not gonna get this place. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. we're not this is not going to happen. Look at all these people, $40, $50 application fees. That's fine. And I'm like, yo, are they giving you the money back for this? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. And these places were like literally super small line of people. Like the Bay is like really, really crowded, but they're all such beautiful people. Like everybody in the Bay, like the Bay and the Bay in Orlando, like, that's why I say like Ozone to Oakland. I even have an EP on turntrexaday.com. Call Ozone to Oakland EP and that like will like explain like the rest of this podcast. Word. In music form. Word. I, I guess. Most All definitely. produced by me. And then I had confidence enough. I was like, I'll do it again. Got to Philly, dropped the rest of the stuff I didn't finish in California. Hell yeah. And it's all like love and love and a lot of weed. Shouts <laughs> to the bay. Oh shit. Smoked so good. So people were like Philly over Oakland. Orlando. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then, and then, hey. and then, and then, um, I guess Oakland and then Virginia versus everybody and then Philly. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And then no we shit. have a soft spot for Vegas. And it's crazy. All the times that I was in these cities, like tragedy too. So mm. I said that earlier, like when I would check into social media, it would be like the Pulse shooting or it would be like ghost, um, the ghost ship fire in Oakland. Yep. Or it would be like finding out Big Mac died or something like yeah, crazy man. like that. Or it would be like hearing like the Vegas shooting. And it's like, damn, I don't even want to be plugged into this shit. And these are all places that like I lived. Finding about finding out about Pulse, I was in Oakland. And I knew how bad that was for the city. It was some crazy shit. I wasn't even here when it happened. Yeah. I mean, I was living here, but I was at a music festival when yeah. it happened. I was at a music festival with zero reception zero service and i still found out immediately as soon as i got up in the morning i was asleep and i wake up and not even five minutes after being yeah. awake one of the other girls in the campsite who's also from orlando yeah. she already found out somehow yeah and she comes over and tells me and i'm like yo what the fuck and the entire eighty thousand, ninety thousand people that yeah. are at that festival with no cell phone service all somehow know that shit is just crazy man like it that like sent we a were fucking sad. shockwave yeah, yeah we were we were like i was fucked up on that um the ghost ship fire that i'm talking about is a warehouse in oakland yeah oh i remember the story yeah. and part of that is part of the conversation the thing that stuck out to me i don't watch the news or anything like that but part of what stuck out to me as my girlfriend's like reading me stories and stuff she wants me to be like tapped in she wants me to like vote and do all this stuff and be like involved mm -hmm. and i'm like no you can't make me but part of some of the news stories was who are we blaming for this so there's always like this finger pointing that happens after tragedy. It's either finger pointing or it's like a black and white thing in tragedy. Like, oh, this white man or this black person did whatever or Muslim person or whatever. It's always like some racial thing or it's always like some like other stressful shit. So the one thing or the blame game. So the one thing I realized everybody was blaming the fire on the fact that California is too fucking expensive to live. There was a bunch of people who like also squatted in that place. Mm. Artists. It was an artist fucking like building for like communities. Cause that's one of the things like in California and San Francisco and the Bay, they're losing music venues. They're losing like artistic things in their communities for new shit. 
Call it whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not your social, like, I'm not here to, like, change shit. It's already happening. Yep. My girl was like, are we gentrifying this place? No, it's already done. It's already done. We're not doing anything about that. They blame part of that on the overcrowding of places. So these people were having a party in a warehouse where people were also squatting and living. There was no space, no room, no fire inspector, uh, the fire inspector, yeah. or whoever was responsible, the owner, the tenant, because of that same greed $50 application fee for all of y'all in this little closet, same greed that had all those people in that building, the promote, like everybody was blamed, but it all fell back to like how California is so expensive. Even the fact that they didn't have anywhere to party because all the menu, the v- venues are closed. So that's why they were in that building and that's why the fire happened. Yep. Everything, I, they, it all like started to click to me that like, man, either we start pointing fingers with no solution or we start playing like that race shit. And I don't, I'm just like, all right, signing off. Some crazy shit, man. That is for sure. That is for damn sure. I'm numb to it even. I was sad. That warehouse shit was absolutely crazy. That's some sad shit, bro. I wrote Ozone to Oakland EP, like, you know what I'm saying? You're my everything is pretty much like written about like that. Like just even the feeling of like trying to understand it. Like we're still young, so we're like, but we've seen a whole lot. And we're just like, man, the world's changing. But like, is it really? Most definitely. Now I just get to see it all the time. Now I just get to like, and that's why I'm so like disconnected and I'm not even mad about it. Like something like, like it drives people crazy, but I'm like, uh, I have no, what are you guys talking about? I'm not signed on to the, the tragedy. I'm not signed on all the time. I'm not, I don't subscribe to everything that's out there right now. The world's changed. That's right. But not all of it's for like me. So I feel like I can like with 200 directs a day, I can like really just like create my own narrative on Instagram. It's like my little safety net. Yep. And then like, <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying? Coming up to the surface, like I hope that I'm strong enough. You know what I'm saying? I hope that I can keep like off a world star and I can keep like my mind sharp. I'm hoping that I can keep learning things. I hope that I keep like connecting with people like in Philly do like inviting me to like some Ableton shit room full of like people. It, it was awesome. Like I love that because I've forgotten that. Because in Orlando, that's what I did more than what I've done in the Bay and in Philly. In Orlando, like, Cup, what are we doing? Where am I at? Where are we? Go? You know what I'm saying? Shows. Yeah, I'm out, out. I was out more. I used yeah. to bounce around a lot more in Orlando. Oakland, not so, more. And then Philly, like, not at all. But just got there and starting to kind of be like, well, let me go tell some people in Philly about 200 Directs a day. Yeah, most And definitely. let's see what they think yeah, about man. it. And thanks to all the people, like I said, who have been following it, who, you know, I know it's in confusion. The only really confusion thing that like, I feel like I'm glad I got to say was D2 was just like, a part of me that like reset you know what i'm saying i did projects on there i wish i could have done more but now with that reset button like i don't know how much a d2 i'm still gonna be i feel like if i'm rapping i'm d2 and when i'm like producing i'm 200 wrecks a day but i think that 200 wrecks a day is just like even branding wise like finding like i can just say 200 wrecks a day you don't have to is it is it uh d2 is it the number dii is it it's just one thing and it also takes you to my website every time because it's just 200recksaday.com so hopefully yep. the music I'm not on any streaming platforms right now I'm trying to just do everything kind of like from my website so if you go to 200recksaday something that like you can just go it's mine most definitely it's mine so most definitely. that was the crazy thing about this space uh the internet there's hard like it's hard to find your space and lane so it took me time even just figuring out like what can I call myself that's kind of relative that's not taken i used to go by like dope dreams mm. 
Go look up the hashtag for Dope Dreams while you're trying to promote. It's everybody in their mom. Like, you can't even see your stuff. Go try making merch with Dope Dreams that doesn't look like the rest of the merch. So I was like, man, if I could just do something that's unique. And it just gets people asking. Like, the lady on the radio the other day was like, why, why 200 directs a day? She was just confused. And then I get to tell you, like, hey, I, you know, I work full time job, but I make sure that I still get music done every single day. Hey, that's the same shit with me. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? I mean, nobody else has got some shit called Steezy's Trap House. I can guarantee hey, that. Hey, <laughs> trap, and th- and that's why when I heard about you, I was like, and then I saw what you were doing, like live. I was like, dude, that takes some kind of dedication. Hell yeah, it does. That takes yeah. a lot of hard work and dedication. So when I found out about that, I was like, yo, that's 200 recs a day for real. Hey, so I need to find that. more. I need to find more people. We can go by the 200s that hold the whole squad. If you're doing like anything, if you're working like hard, if you are, you know what I'm saying? Of course, like producer, like doing all that, like you're definitely 200. But if you're just like got a dream and you're like going for it, it's all dope dreams. Like that's the thing. It doesn't change anything. Most definitely. It's still the same vision. It's still the same mind state, but was just under a different name different brand hopefully it's easier to find hopefully we can get everything going this way polished make it bigger than last time get on all the streaming sites and just keep bringing you guys content 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 i feel like in this day and age if i'm not producing content every single day i've missed a whole like year almost how fast everything happens you know i feel that so before we get into the heat of the week, yes, when sir. can people be expecting new content and whatnot what what is on the horizon for Man, 200 records a day the way i feel right now when i get back tape tape i'm Damn. gonna do um a beat tape and then quick, you guys, quick, you guys all no, right. it, it, i mean i it's in the chamber oh gotcha, gotcha it's in gotcha. the chamber Bad. i did i did six i did another six when i came to philly these are all also practices in finishing things any of my artist friends who listen to this um just i ran into peter baldwin who's another great orlando artist one of the mm-hmm. first people to ever like watch my sets at like notorious back on ucf did not know me from shit didn't know him and i saw him in philly and he said oh just put your shit out He's just like, put it all out. Real shit. So it's all coming. Real shit. Good or bad. You're going to see it being made live. If you have questions, ask me on two. Let's like talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will be showing the process. You'll see that live. So there you'll get you. to see that glimpse. You'll get to see me doing what it is that like I've been doing for the last couple years. So we'll clear all the confusion. All the smoke will die. And you'll there get you. to see it live in studio. I'll chop up records for you. I'll rap for you. I'll show you how to do like my live rig. Like there's a video on YouTube right now. And I walk you through my live setup. Like I want, I'm inviting you in 200 Very records a day. Ill. Like you are invited in, so you're gonna get a lot of that content on Instagram. 200 records a day, and then we have a ton of music. So I'm gonna do a tape when I get home. Maybe we'll do Oakland, Oakland to Ozone, too. Maybe we'll just tie it all in. We got the Steezy's podcast. I'm so glad I got to do this. You already know. And then a beat tape. I want to do a proper instrumental tape, and then after that, I'm going back to producers. A few select producers that I've been watching. Um, thanks, Joey. If you're listening to this, I want to build with you. I got my friend Lida, who I have some records with. My friend Will, who I have records with. So I'm going to go back around and start working with producers, Florida, Orlando producers, um, to work on some music. And then also, I'm going to start with linking up with some Philly musicians. I'm going to bring everything that I've learned from Orlando, live music, solo artists, and now the stuff that I'm producing I'm going to tie it all back in, and the second time around, we should be good. So look for all that. Um, you'll be able to watch it all happening, 200recksaday.com, 200recksaday on Instagram. Yo, Steezy's Trap House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to do Heat of the Week real fast, and we're going to let everybody go on about their business, because yes, I know sir. this man has actually in a, Yo, Orlando, an event to attend to We're going crazy on. one more time tonight, so I'm glad to be in town. Steezy, thank you for having me. Thank you to everybody that I got to see over here, and yeah. hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, 200. 200- 
we're gonna we're we're gonna do this real fast and take about ten minutes and we can beat the fuck out of here. Let's yeah. do the heat of the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into this shit real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna drop a Steezy exclusive too. I got some music for you too, Steezy. Special. Oh, word. I got something special for you. Word, really? Yeah, I got something for you. Can this be sent to me right now? I can play it right now, right now. Like right now, right now. Oh, right now, right now. I can do it right now, right now. If it's if it's a something special, I mean, I I can put it as an exclusive in the heat of the week. I can it's it's not too late to be to be shoved in there. Nah, go ahead with your heat of the week. I got heat for you. I do. I okay, just, where, where I, I mean, was gonna send you. I was gonna send you uh, a special record. I was gonna give you a Steezy exclusive. Say no more. Say no more. But I got heat for you. It's two hundred regs a day. I got say, heat for you. Say no more. First up, <laughs> heat of the week. We've got the man David Dowden. I think that's how you say his last name. David Dowden. He fucks with the uh, Mito Mito Studios. All right. Here in town, and name of the song is "Back Around." This shit's pretty live. I'm not gonna hey. lie. It's, it's good shit. Some local Orlando shit, and an accompanying music video as well. You can feel free to comment on that anything at any time as well. Yes, sir. Everybody wanna run the city. Everybody wanna run the town. Everybody wanna talk about it. Everybody wanna hold it down. Everybody wanna say they got it. Everybody wanna wear a crown. Everybody versus everybody. All giving up when I'm back around. Everybody wanna run the city. Everybody wanna run the town. Everybody wanna talk about it. Everybody wanna hold it down. Everybody wanna say they got it. Everybody wanna wear a crown. Everybody versus everybody. All giving up when I'm back around. Think about business I oversee. I be chilling while I'm overseas. They be over here competing, nigga. I'm over there with the Japanese. Feeling like Walter from Breaking Bad. I be cooking in some wallabies. Walking around in some Wu-Tangs. Black and yellow like some killer bees. In my clutch, they call me Superman. I be running like the Uberman. I be flowing like the Hoover Dam. They be jealous like who gives a damn. Shout out to Ayo for killing beats. They be killing niggas in the streets. Hit the Dougie when I hear the beats. Running game like I'm wearing cleats. Coaches looking like I'm fabulous on the Jets with some New Jersey not gonna lie this music video is a little ridiculous yeah. <laughs> in a good way in a good way it's uh the music video is definitely shout out to AO though like I'm a fan of AO for sure the guy who produced this yeah yeah I like I like how the music video is uh you know it's attached to the to the lyrics and shit too yeah. you can get a couple laughs here and there the jigsaw mask is throwing me off a little yeah. bit People love dancing though. Like, Yo, you're dancing to this shit. Like, this shit. I don't think I make any dance. Like, I don't think I make like this kind of dancing music. I'm like lo-fi with mine. You could probably still shoot to my shit. I was gonna say that's a it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting topic that I didn't even get to about how do you feel about the the lo-fi term nowadays? I, I love it. I'll make it as dirty. A bunch of delays. It's gonna be heavy. Distorted. Drums are gonna be loud as fuck. Chopping samples. I'll chop anything. Bet. I'll chop you up. Hey. I'll chop anything up. That was Literally, the- I don't sample the way people sample. I take like the weird pieces and put them all together and then play over top of them. I'm down for the love. That's my shit. I'm flying Lotus inspired. Like 
I'm pretty much doing like a copy of what he does with That's his That's my stuff. favorite producer right my there. My all-time favorite producer. Everything yep. I do is like, are you familiar with the Captain Murphy? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm literally doing what Nick. that is. I'm doing Flying Lotus on the production side, and then I'm doing Captain Murphy when I spit. True 200 that. records a day. So I, I feel that whole movement was inspired by seeing him live. So I'm down for the lo-fi movement. Shout out to the kids in Orlando who really, really have understood that and really are the masters of that. That's what's up. Um, coming for them too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Next up, Heat of the Week. We got Tony Fat. He just dropped a new album, some Orlando shit. Yeah. Name of the song we're listening to is Vatmal. I think that's how you say it. Vatmal? Vatmal? You know what? I'm going to look it up real fast just because I like this is a uh, recurring theme on the show to look up these random french words that yeah, i have yeah, to pronounce yeah. and i don't know how to pronounce so we're gonna have so you're Mr. like Google. spanish and uh hispanic are you vetement i'm a i'm vetement 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 i'm puerto rican yeah puerto rican puerto rican yeah just full puerto rican got you yup yup um yeah so it's vetement vetement that's the name of the artist no that's the name of the uh the song vetement trench coat that's the name of the song name of the artist is tony fat and i do believe the album's name is so let's do it so yes so vetement trench coat that's the shit we listening to today let's do it yeah it's a short one Do you really smoke top shelf, Tony? Do you? Do you? Do you though? Rappers, don't play with me. I know. <laughs> I've seen it. I know. I know the top shelf, sir. I know. Don't come at me with your top just shelf. Just don't even tell me it's top shelf. Let's just smoke really high. <laughs> you don't have to go back and forth about I'll it. smoke until I get high. Don't unless worry you got about like, it. Unless you got like Durban Poison or White Widow, don't even hype your shit up. I was going to say, I got some wedding cake right now. That's pretty fucking fire. Hype man, Steezy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even lying, though. That shit is a frosty. Dude, all of that stuff is amazing. Frosty. I thought that uh, I was told that recently that apparently the cakes are the new uh, the new thing. Okay, like the cakes is the new hot shit or whatever. Apparently, when I was in the Bay. I smoked a lot of glue, like the Gorilla Glue stuff mm. like that. Uh, Durban Poison is my favorite train. I'm pretty sure, and White Widow is the most ultimate weed of all time. It's always Sour D for me. I'm, I'm a Sour Diesel boy until I die. I hear you. That's I hear my you. favorite. I hear you. Hands down. I hear you. I hear you. Tony Fat, Vatamon, smoking Vatman. top level. Vatman trench coat. Shouts to Flow Canada. They make this sweet something. I can't even think of the name of it, but man, that California shit is crazy. California shit is on Y'all some other crazy. shit. Shouts bro. to Denver too. Shouts to Denver. We they also some ridiculous shit. Denver also taking care of us. Uh, I think the place is called Lightshade or something like that. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy spot. Denver was a crazy experience too. That's a really great city. So too cold though. And too cold. Last but not least, we have the Toxic Avenger. A name of the song is Upon Arrival. I'm sending heat of the week next week. Yes, please, by all means. Two joints. <laughs> I can put one for I can put one for next week and then save the other one for the week after yes, that. Yes, sir. Space it out a little bit. Synth heavy. Oh yeah, feel that synth in I your bones. That. I'm ready to cook up right now. Oof. Oof. 
Very wavy. Yeah, super wavy. Is this an instrumental? Yeah. Oh shit, I just hit something. Huh. I saved the best for this. I got you. Yeah, heat of the week. <laughs> yeah. Just some, uh, some good vibes to some good finish your vibes. Sunday off with. I love instrumental music, like Bonobo and like, oh. Oh. who else do I like? I just love, I, I love it. That's my favorite. Even Flying Lotus, like Flying Lotus, yep. all of that um, brain killer, stone throw shit. Brain feeder. Brain feeder, excuse me. It's the best shit to just vibe out to and yeah. just go about your day, man. It's a beautiful, like these dreamy soundscapes are always the best to just yeah. continue on it's with crazy. life. It's crazy. It's crazy. People at home, if you want something fun to do, put on Planet Earth and just put on Flying Lotus and just watch that shit. Hey, thank you for that. I'm going to try that. Mute Planet Earth, yeah. And just put, put it, it any, anything along what these albums? lines. What albums? What did we do the other day? I think we did Los Angeles the other day. But I was just going to go through and run through everything. I think we started Cosmogramma, and then we didn't get to finish it. But You know, I did do that recently. I did go through the Flying Lotus catalog um, in The World Laughs With You with uh, Tom York. Tom York, yes. Um, I just couldn't get past that song. Really? It's so good. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like you couldn't get past it's it in a bad so way. It's so good. Oh, that, but no, I that's did, a great I fucking I did song. finally make it through his whole catalog. I think I even did it twice. And the world last with you is one of my favorite it's songs. So actually, it's so amazing, so good. I mean, we'll have to do like a music episode where we just like talk, like me you and you. Know. Like this know. dude said, "I in dissonance." Yeah. Yo, yo, Shit. yo. As soon as I, I, some people like white people do not not like not white guys will do that. They're like a, like almost afraid to like name bands that they know because they're like, "He's this kid doesn't know like any." I'm like, "Try me, your <laughs> yeah. heaviest band." Some dude would be like, "Mashuga." I'm like, "Yeah." You get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, <laughs> like white people love that shit. They're like, oh man, dude, like yeah. I will not lie. <laughs> I saw Mashuga at Bonnaroo and it was great for what it was. Yeah. Mashuga is still good yeah. and they set the tone for all of, you know, technical metal yeah, yeah, yeah. that we know nowadays. But we can get way fucking heavier than Mashuga. Let's heavy. be real we about this heavy. shit. We, we can go to some dark places. Come on. He's been dead to fall. Woo! Dead to fall is fucking so But crap. like the heavy I think Acacia Strain is like Acacia Strain is like we some, can say on some like shit. very heavy, right? On some shit. Like I listened to them oh, recently. Yeah. I was like, they do not fuck around. No, they have never fucked around. Never fucked around. Like this is, and the crazy thing is, I've never seen people bounce. Like yo, that. real like the shit. The first time I've seen people like, yo, like they command. Yeah, they command all kinds of different different genres within their shit. Like that it's, feeling is crazy. Like, they're about woo. it. They're about it. We could say Acacia Strain is probably my head. Not even my heaviest. I listen to some heavy shit. I feel that. It dies today, mom. That's who I went to go see. It <laughs> dies today. She's like, you went to see It Dies Today? Yeah, mom. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you. I just wanted to say that. Thank you for allowing me to go see It Dies Today I'm between sorry. the buried and me. I'm sorry. You're seeing Through the Eyes of the Dead? Who the fuck is that? Heavy. <laughs> so heavy. heavy. So heavy. So heavy. Bleeding. We got to do this again. Like Bleeding through. Metal yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, man. It was not cool to be weird black metal dude back in the day. It, I didn't go full on weird black. I was still like normal square but like oh, i was into all of it i, didn't I was, change myself i was the only kid because i skated also yeah. growing up yeah, but yeah. i was the only kid at the metal shows yeah. that was still dressed hip-hop like i was still dressed like a hip-hop head for sure yeah because i grew up as a hip-hop head yeah. got into skating got into punk music yeah. and then immediately got into hardcore and metal after yeah. that so i was still the only kid there that yeah. was like wearing baggy shit yeah but I was at all the shows, yeah. like four or five shows a week. Easy. Yeah. Easy. For like two or three Man. years. It just wasn't hip hop for me. Like, I'm I, like, I'm not, I know all my hip hop shit. I'm good on that. 
it just wasn't hip hop. It was. It was something different. It was yeah. a whole different vibe, yo. When Most you say definitely. five shows a week, I'm like, yeah, it sounds about right. Yep, I was. Dude, sounds, I was out. Right. I was out there. Girl, I was dating was like a door. Like she was a door person at one point. Uh, what bands they got? The pink ones. Okay, we'll be here. You. Yeah. You already know. You already know. Shouts to it dies today. <laughs> yeah. Burr, you're dead. Do you have any last words, sir? Nah, before man. We get the Orlando, you know what it is, man. Your boy is good. Thanks for all the love, Steezy. Very nice meeting you. I'm glad that we got to meet in New York organically. I'm glad I got to introduce myself to you. I'm glad we got to do this. Indeed. 200recordsaday.com. There's music on there. If you guys really follow me, like, um, it's coming. Yep. So just look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks again, and uh, we'll do this. Good to be back in the trap. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. That's insane. Shouts out to the homie for coming through. Yes, sir. I'm glad we were able to make this work out. Oh, last shout out. Orlando, Oakland, Philly, Virginia, Vegas. Love. The Real world shit. love. Real shit. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at the Steve's Trapping on Instagram at the Steve's Trapping. With all that good shit aside, we are out of here for today, yes. y'all. Yes. We done and about 200, 200, 200, 200. Much peace and love, y'all.